MMR's President Seed Podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets. Fresh food, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show Podcast. Everybody better, in my personal opinion, that mm. uh, you can uh, get a great night of entertainment out of than the gentleman who's on the line. Please welcome Mr. Tom Popper hey. to the show. Good morning. morning. Hey, good to, good to hear you guys. Hey, it's good to hear you, sir, and uh, I'm happy. that. So this is kind of, is this a live audience? How's this working out, Tom? Yeah, this is, uh, I'm pretty excited about it. I'm using it to kind of kick off my return to to live shows. This is my uh, nationwide, worldwide streaming show. I do it at home, live. I do an hour of new stand-up, followed by a hang. We're going to, uh, which is another way of saying, watch Tom get drunk on martinis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that's worth, that's, uh, that alone is worth the price to pay to see that that transformation. If you, you, you become like, like a Tom Sizemore drunk flipping over tables and things of that nature... Yeah, you'll get an hour of straight stand-up, a very buttoned-down, a lot of jokes, very responsible, and then, <laughs> this is my time. <laughs> Smash it. What's in you, Lou? <laughs> I guess we're, we're sort of, uh, you know, you are, are dipping your toes back into normalcy. Did I hear you say the other day uh, that you just booked your first uh, flight to, you're going to uh, beautiful Omaha? Oh, my God. I have two flights on my phone right now in my app. It's uh, for, it's first time since probably October, November. And I'm going to Omaha, Nebraska, and then I'm going to uh, Kansas City, Missouri. <laughs> and uh, the shows will probably be horrible. They're going to be in <laughs> tiny places with uh, maybe like a 22% occupancy. <laughs> It but won't matter, I'm though, stay, will it? I'm, I'm, I'm going to stay in a Holiday Inn Express <laughs> in the middle of Omaha. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I am... I am so I'm more excited than when I was a kid going to Disney. <laughs> I have to imagine, right. Tom, at this point, you it, it might as well be Rome, Italy, and you're staying yeah staying at like a like a five star hotel, like it's just the absolute best because everybody there is such a sense of uh, of of joy over the return to some basic things. So I, I was talking yeah. to a, a friend who actually booked a, a flight for for work and was heading over out to the you know to San Francisco, and I was like. It was the greatest thing ever. So, but you, someone you assume like you, who you know, we get jaded to all the travel. You take a big enough break from it, and it's it's like welcome home. Yeah, completely. And the airlines know it too. I literally, <laughs> I literally was looking at a flight to Omaha, Nebraska, and it was like twenty five dollars round trip last month. And I was like, oh, I'll wait. And then when <laughs> I went to the other day to get my flight, which is a month away, month and a half away, maybe. And it's like a thousand dollars. Oh right! Oh <laughs> right! Uh-huh. They're like, oh, you're back, and we're gonna rape you. <laughs> Do you think we're gonna see things like at that 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 Best Western that you're staying at? Like they they set up a concierge table, like to you know to uh, for, for travel, and if you're in the area, you know, people to get mm-hmm. like when you travel to a real um, a, a tourist destination. I think people are gonna yeah. be so thrilled to get out and about. They're gonna take advantage of it. Oh, completely. We're, yeah, I'll pay anything. I'm getting. I'm just. I'm piling up on credit cards just to all, <laughs> towards travel. But we can't blow it. I'm very no. nervous. I mean, I'm so proud of everybody that we've done so much work, and 
we've gotten here, like we've we've sacrificed all of this, and you know, there's been a lot of nimrods, and they can they can potentially blow the whole thing. And I'm not I'm not abusing the people that struggled with masks and had a hard time. You know, we needed those people so I could point them out to my children and say, that's what selfish looks like. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but it's you, important to have good examples. Now. You're right. Yeah, you need those examples to yeah. teach your children of what horrible people are. <laughs> and and look, I understand, I understand, you know, people die, okay? It's a it's a horrible, horrible reality. It's it's but at least for a great cause, right? In World War Two most people, you know, a lot of people died. Why? So we could kill Hitler. Right. And now, with the COVID pandemic, a lot of people are dying. Why? So you can do jello shots inside a Buffalo Wild Wings <laughs> in Tampa. <laughs> Priorities. This is what everybody's missing? Like, I don't understand. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Grandma has to die. So, what, so you could see Trolls World Tour in the theater? <laughs> You're right. What's so great out there? It's not great. And you know, oh, you know who's really pissing me off is the old people. These people, they were so walking around all frail, teary-eyed. Please, everybody, wear your mask. You don't want to kill us frail old people. Now they have the vaccine. I don't know about where you live. <laughs> They're running around like it's Woodstock. <laughs> <laughs> They're in the supermarket, no mask on, spitting on the produce. <laughs> I tell you what, if you though know, you get you get to like the last years of your life, you say, okay, this is going to be my golden time. I've been waiting for this, yeah. and then you go into lockdown, and it suddenly, you know, you feel like you're you're, you're bussing hashish out of turkey or on the other side of a plexiglass window trying to see your family <laughs> and, and, and it's like it's like you can understand the coiled spring exploding as they now have the thrill of getting a little bit more latitude but i, I, I feel it i feel we're going in you know the, the energy's there we're gonna get yeah. there and and let me ask you we we're talking about a, a vacation and traveling um, as bizarre as it sounds, while we've been locked up in sort of in, in a, a hyper-sedate stage, do you have any personal vacation plans? Personal vacation plans? Yeah. Are you Are you high? <laughs> vacation? Like with my family, with these people that can't stand me, who've been inside with me for a, a year? I am go <laughs> That's a non-starter, huh? That's not happening. I am not going on a vacation ever again. I'm going back to work. I'm going to play every bar, every comedy club. I'm going to be. I'm going to be doing. You're going to see me at the Philadelphia airport just telling jokes next to the Cinnabon. <laughs> it's that desperate. And I, I, I see very clearly. I, you, everyone's freaking out. I understand you want to go out, but what do you think you're missing? Like I saw, like your city, they're like. The big restrictions are going to be lifted Easter Sunday. Like, that's when you're going to be able to really, like, go inside and do it. Are you – okay, enjoy it. Enjoy Easter brunch, the worst meal of the year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? Sitting yeah. there, runny eggs, some big, creepy, dirty rabbit walking around terrifying the children. <laughs> what do you think you're missing? Well, it's only 120 bucks a pop, too, Tom, so it's, yeah. it's a bargain. 
right, exactly. Yeah, for some hard crescent rolls. Oh, my God. Well, I always recommend stay away from the pancakes, the waffles, and the French toast. Because I, I run into this issue on Mother's Day every time where you pay 50 bucks for a, a buffet, a brunch buffet, and then you fill yourself at in the beginning with... The these standard. carbs with, with the carbs and you you never get your money's worth you gotta like you, <laughs> you gotta ease into it i think though what you're ignoring is uh is uh, uh the easter tradition uh, jesus loved his crescent rolls yeah. <laughs> and, his, crescent and his bear claws yeah but tom i bet you can make some killer french toast with that bread Oh. oh, yeah, you're right. Exactly. And where do I do that? At home. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I, that's that's been my my, per, my perception has been as of lately. You know, and I, I keep thinking about the moment that we're that we're all available to, to yeah, live yeah. our lives like we did in the past. <laughs> and I'm like, and then do what? <laughs> I honestly, Tom, I've been like, and do what? What did I? You I know? know? What do you think you're missing? <laughs> <laughs> My family's the same way, and my kids are like they're just clawing to get out. And it's like as soon as we're allowed to go out, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, all right, here we go, everybody, like a big family outing. And they're all gonna walk out, and I'm gonna shut the door and lock it and go to the house. <laughs> <laughs> be alone in my house for the first time. I can't wait. Oh my god, Tom. You know what? I, I gotta talk about uh, you're doing great. Your special it was it's a book as well, but uh, but your special that came out on Netflix, and and it, it kind of. It happened right as this was about to take place, you know, sure and, and it was such a it's such a wonderful sentiment. The the whole overall uh, atmosphere of, of that special was, hey, you're, you're going to be okay. Everything's going to be good. And then this hit, and then COVID mm-hmm. hit, and uh, but but it was still comforting to to see that anyway. So how does mm-hmm. that shift in in what you've been observing and what maybe the next special might be? You're going to have something else that you that's going to be an overriding theme on on your next uh, Netflix special. Yeah, it's. Uh, thank you for saying that. First of all, it means a lot. I get, I get, I get stuff on social media every day saying that people watch that special over and over through this whole pandemic because it gave them some hope and relief. And it really was just about lowering the bar on life and realizing, you know, it's kind of what we're talking about. That you're running around and chasing what like it's the simple things that get you through life and running around and going to these bars and looking for easter brunch and all the rest that's such a waste of time just like you're already doing okay just dial it back now i didn't know we're going to be locked in our houses and we'd have to somehow like a zen master find joy out of doing the dishes for the one millionth time right um but that that still holds and and i really I, the way I've been talking now in my act, it's a little bit more of that I'm, I feel like I'm proud of people. I'm proud that we and that we're all in this together. That's the like we're taught that we're these unique snowflakes. You're not. You're not like maybe no one looks like you, but we're all the same. And this proved it. We felt joy at the same time and anxiety at the same time and frustration and we felt all of these things like we're this living organism. It's a very strange thing. And and all kidding aside, I miss all of those people. I miss the strangers in my life. I miss the extras. Like, I have the main characters. I live with the main characters all the time. But I miss the obnoxious people out there. They just added, like, layers. To, I miss the guy in the parking garage that doesn't 
get out of his car. He sits there with his car running while you're waiting to determine, did he just get there or is he <laughs> Right, yeah. Right. Or is he just he killing time? Yeah, and yeah. he doesn't say a word. <laughs> I missed that jerk off. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the that's the big tapestry of humanity. And, and I mean, there there is... You know, we, we have to fight the inclination to break off into groups and look at other groups and say, well, that, there's this and there's that. And, then, you know, you're right. There's so there's so much more that 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 we we are, are part of and have, yeah. you know, collective desires that are so similar, uh, you know, and, and it, it does help us to pause and think about that because it's it's yeah. it's the quality of life. Totally. And now look, there are, you're going to come out of your hobbit hole. You're going to go back to life's roaring river. And you're going to remember that, oh, these people aren't that great. But that's okay. They're like the woman at, in the coffee shop who knows there's 25 people behind her and still orders 75 of the most complex drinks known to man. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to see her. I can't yeah. wait to see the guy on the sidewalk that spits. Right in front of where you're about to walk. Like, not a little spit, like a giant alien afterbirth. I can't wait to see that guy. I miss these people. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I... And just have every confidence that they probably despise you as much as you despise them. Oh, they hate your guts. They don't even care about you. No. That's the thing that you're saying about the groups and everybody's, like, on these things. Nobody belongs to a group. You, you, you hang around a group long enough. They hate you just as much as the other group. Stop it. Yeah, you'd be surprised how much your own group hates you. <laughs> yes, exactly. No one's on your side. You're on your own. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, this, this is all sage advice. It may not appear in something you'd find on, say, a Lifetime special, but it, it is, it's valid information. Oh, it's valid information. It'll help you so much more. Yeah. These people that are running around thinking like that life is, owes you something and you're supposed to, it, it, it's filled with all of the, everywhere you go is filled with just, Joy and elation. Calm down. Calm yeah. down. Those are the people that end up living in tents under the bridge. No. <laughs> get your little apartment. Get yourself some Taco Bell. Chill out. Watch some basketball. That's it. That's an amazing, amazing moment in yes, your life. It sure that's is. That's an amazing moment. Well, the live stream comedy special should be pretty amazing, too. Now, the after party, what is that? Is, it, is there, like, going to be a Q&A, or are you going to interact, or what's what's going on, Tom? Yeah, the cool thing about these, and they've, they've dialed them in this Rush Ticks. RushTicks.com are the people that put it together. And they're the first ones. Like, I've been very reluctant. I haven't. I've snuck out and performed live, but I haven't done live streaming stuff. And I don't do a lot of. I, I've done a couple. Like, I did some corporate stuff and I did some. Uh, so, I'm not doing drive in movie theaters. I right. can't perform for cars. I just can't do it. Mm -hmm. I just can't. I can't watch people like pulling out in the middle of my joke. Uh, <laughs> these people at Rush Ticks, they've done it so well that like you can literally, the, it's so clear. And it's like, this is what everybody was trying to do to have this real interaction. And they open up the mic where it doesn't interrupt you as a performer, but you can talk to people and then they can respond back. It's like this cool. So I'm really, I mean, I'm, Look, I want to do stand-up, and people haven't seen me do stand-up in a while, and uh, and I've got all new material. I'm psyched with that. But once we pop open the mics and I start drinking, oh, that's going to be my joy. <laughs> there yeah. you go. There you <laughs> go. Hey, and uh, how is uh, uh, the Breaking Bread uh, podcast uh, coming along? Um, it's and going great. Yeah. 
Yeah, I love it. You know, it's it's the whole. It's, I wanted to. I look. My whole thing. I I was baking bread way before the pandemic, and I just love doing it. And I've gotten really good at it. And I love driving it around and dropping it off. I'm going to see Ali Wong uh, this afternoon to drop off bread at her house, and <laughs> I just it's it's just my way to like go see people. Is yeah, yeah. Sit and, you know, food and drink. That to me is like the greatest thing in the world. So to sit, but we've had to zoom a lot of it. So. Now I'm getting back into the studio and sitting with people. It's uh, it really and you know you you just spend some time with people. Look, I'm not I'm past the age of wanting to get high and do all that stuff, and I just want to just eat great food. Mm-hmm. And w- will I end up with diabetes because of this podcast? Yes. It's a proper trade-off. Is it weird yeah. to hear somebody say that they're jealous of you by any chance? Um, no, I love hearing that because okay. I'm jealous of everybody else. Well, I'm super jealous of you. Well, first of all, you're and listen. I, I guess maybe anybody can make bread, but you uh, you do a show with Fortune Feimster. I'm a huge fan of hers, um, and she is really sort of exploding out there uh, onto the scene. I, she's popping up on movies all the time. But you just said you're going to drop bread off to Ali Wong. I'm a huge fan of hers as well. My wife and I watch her special as well as your special on Netflix all the time. You still there, yeah. Tom? Oh, okay. Was there a question in there? No, no. I just, <laughs> no, he just wanted you to sit with I that for want, a while. I just want you to sit with that because no, you travel in these circles, and we're looking at these pictures of you with with, and those are your friends. These people that I sit there and I watch for hours on end on Netflix are are people that you consider friends. He's going to ask you for right. money. That's why I got I awkward. <laughs> I thought what you were going to say is why am I giving bread to tiny two foot tall Ali Wong when I've got Fortune Feimster who probably would enjoy the bread a lot more than Ali. Wong. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. The answer to that is Fortune eats Fortune. I love her to death, and we love snacks and eating food. And but she would woof that bread down. She I give her like every other week. She eats it so fast. It's like when you give your dog a treat, and it's like, hey, look what I brought home from the restaurant. It's for you. And they eat it in two seconds. There's no gratitude. Yeah. There's no, like, thank you. They just look at you like, what's next? That's fortune when I give her bread. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's a troubling dynamic there. She, uh, we had to, what was the, what's the movie she was in with, the, the Kristen Wiig one just recently? Oh, uh, Barbara and Margaret of Vista Del Mar. Barbara Star. Fortune yeah. is done up as, as this uh, sort of <laughs> housewife, you know, um, I, I, a completely alien look. It took me a few seconds to recognize her. She was hilarious yeah. in that. I mean, she's she she can be chameleon like. Yeah, she's really good. She's a, she, you know she comes from improv and she's a really good a really good actress. And she's got such a great look too yeah. that you know you just put her into the movie and and you get these great scenes. It's, it's really good. The only hard part is then um, when we're on the radio and then I have to promote every movie that she's doing yeah. and I'm sitting there and I'm sitting there like I made a raisin loaf. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just different well, lifestyles. There. Raisin yeah. loaves are pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> one is full of drive and the other one is more uh, yeah. sedate. <laughs> I'm working on an Irish soda bread. It's really <laughs> exciting. Uh, so, all right. Are you going to unveil Irish soda bread tomorrow? Ooh. Oh, I know the big thing. I know. I, uh, no, you know, the problem, the problem, guys, as you know, we've talked about it before. I live with all vegetarians, and I just want corned beef. And, <laughs> uh, you know, I, uh, it, it's, it's me and the dogs in the yard eating meat before we come inside. And <laughs> no, 
If, 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 there's, if there's any case for me going on the road, it's so I can eat and watch other people eat. And, you know, my wife and I just celebrated our, our wedding anniversary. And was, I literally was in the supermarket like, oh, I should get I should make her something she really loves. She doesn't love food. <laughs> yeah, how do you how do you reconcile that when you're the one carnivore? So when you when you actually do return to the road, are you going to be going to those restaurants that have those you know steak eating contests? That if you oh my god yeah yeah I and I do it now. I I literally you know I'm friends with Joe Rogan and who he is like a his hobby is elk hunting. Yes, so he goes out and he, he kills these seven hundred pound elk and then he can't eat it all so he had these freezers in his old studio he literally gave me a freezer in my garage right now is this giant freezer filled with elk it's got to be like 200 pounds of elk meat oh, Jesus. my wife my wife is horrified <laughs> horrified but i i put it on the grill and the dogs are excited they come they run out and see me and uh i'm the they're most. I'm the most popular guy in the house. In the kennel, you're, yeah, you're the alpha. You know what, Tom? Uh, so if if everybody in in the house is vegetarian, but you, you know, like when when we want to do a special meal at my house, it's like you know we'll get like a rack of lamb, or we we'll, you know we'll get some we'll, we'll step it up a bit. And we'll, we'll, yeah. But what do you do yeah. in the vegetarian household if you yeah. want to do like the big meal, something special? What what do you go to? You get an eggplant, uh, or I mean. I, <laughs> You make some you make some white rice and you put a carrot in it. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't seem as good. And then, you, and then you go to the garage and you eat beef jerky. With it. <laughs> Tom, in the uh, in the segment uh, before we had you on, we were talking about our favorite lunches of all time, and it was more so our the setting more so than the meal. Do you? If I asked you what your favorite lunch of all time was, would you be able to just uh, uh, rattle it off? Rattle off right off the top of your head? Oh man, no, I, I, no, I couldn't just off the top of my head. There's a sandwich. Well, there's a sandwich shop in New York called Aladoro, which is this Italian place that's literally the size of a of a coat closet. It's literally like if you go to a nice restaurant, and you give their coat. That's their whole restaurant. <laughs> and, <laughs> But there's this old Italian dude in there that makes these sandwiches. There's like 25 of them. You have to know exactly what you want when you get up there. And he makes this thing called the Michelangelo, which is this provolone, porchetta, uh, prosciutto sandwich with hot peppers. And it's just so damn good that you can't – there's no table. So you literally just stand outside in the snow (laughs) next to a a park and eat this. And every time I eat that sandwich, that I tell myself this is the best. That's I've the ever joy. Had. That's okay. your moment. Yeah. Okay, that's oh. good enough. God, it's so good. I know that's not the setting philosophy, <laughs> but like, but it's uh, well, it's just joy. It's still okay. that said. We're looking for the pure joy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, we were all talking about eating lunch, you know, on the uh, Grand, you know, the, Canyon, the Grand Canyon. Mine was, mine was overlooking a fjord in Norway. But yours, and... right next to a pile of trash on the yeah, New York City sure. street, is just as good. It has merit, too. but that speaks to the power of the food. If the food can override <laughs> yeah. the it's a pile of garbage. No, why lunch? Do you feel like lunch is the is the the star of the meal? I don't know. Casey well, just brought it up. He was why, what? Well, we were talking about travel, and I said, uh, oh, man, my favorite lunch I ever had, and you guys laughed at that because you were thinking that I was talking about the meal, but I was really talking about the setting being right next to the Grand Canyon. Yeah, I don't know how we got It's a psychological right. profile test that they, <laughs> yeah. they conduct in Austria. All right. Well, <laughs> listen, Tom, we got to wrap. I apologize, but always awesome to talk to you, Tom. Thanks a bunch, man.
you guys are the best. The last theater I did was the Keswick Theater. <sighs> wow. And uh, I, I literally, when I roll back into your neck of the woods and I'm doing a live show, I'm going to feel like we've, we're finally crossed the finish line. So love we're you getting there. Excellent. We're getting there. Love you. Thanks, Tom. Tom Papa, yeah. guys. All right, so that'll be fun. That'll be really, really cool. All right, we're going to take a break. Coming back with Bizarre File Stories up next. Your smart speaker can settle arguments, tell you the weather, and even order stuff. But did you know it can also stream WMMR, ask it to open MMR, and it'll begrudgingly comply. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, On the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at Acme Swooping and Win Game.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Steven only sells real natural earth-born diamonds. Well, you're right, but Steven will never sell a lab-grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled by real natural earth-born diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Steven Singer Jewelers, online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Interesting story. Uh, Casey brought this to our attention, and uh, you found this quite uh, compelling. I did, as a matter of fact. Uh, is it, it all based off of this that, you, that I have here in front of me? Yeah, so what it is, is it, I think it started as a Reddit thread, and so the top thing was the post. The bottom thing is a response to that post. Okay. Uh, so it says here, why no one takes my Sharpie. All right, so that's the, the caption. And the photo shows a Sharpie with a yellow cap on it, indicating that it is a yellow-colored Sharpie. But when you take the cap off in the second photo, you'll see that it's a black Sharpie. Uh-huh. And it says in this... Is this this isn't the caption? This is just a comment? No, so the caption was, this is why nobody takes my okay. Sharpie, because... Nobody uses the yellow sharpie ever. So right, if you unless you're hiding, unless you're highlighting, but you know a lot of people don't do that. So if you if you're thinking, man, I, I don't want anybody to take my sharpie. You just take a black sharpie, put a yellow lid on it, and then nobody's going to take it, and then that's going to be your sharpie. Nobody's going to touch it. And then, so the so- comment is, I work in an aerospace facility where you can only use black ink on any official paperwork. And I had a pen thief in the house, so I bought two packs of Pilot G twos. One colored, uh, one, it says colored and one black. So I guess it had, you know, whatever. It was a different color than black. Uh, switched all of the ink cartridges up so that no, not only did I never have another black pen stolen, but the pen thief was found with pink ink on some uh, controlled documents. And he wrote, suck it, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> I guess Tim was the guy. Uh, so Casey brought this to our attention and was curious if there are any people who do some little hiding like that. And there's another example you had from Mayor of Easttown. And it was brilliant. brilliant. It was really brilliant. Mayor's mother. uh, Jean Smart. uh, Yeah, Jean Smart. She had hid 
her Hagen dazs ice cream inside a bag of frozen vegetables. Right. <laughs> yep. yep. So she would she would pull out the, this bag of frozen vegetables, open it up, and inside was the Hagen dazs, and then she knew no one's going to touch it that way. That was her, my my wife. Um, I found out the other night. So we keep a bag of chocolate chip morsels in the in the uh, you know the cabinet with all the stuff, the sugar and so on and so forth. <laughs> and so um, we will go in there and I'll grab a couple as a little if you want a little bit of sweet stuff, you know, after, yeah. after dinner or whatever. Now, she hid the chocolate-covered Belgian cookies behind that. Okay. So, like, that's the worst place. Right. Because I'm going, you know I'm going to go for the chocolate. Right. And so she goes, how did you discover my, my hiding place? She's like, because it was right behind what I would, what I would be going for the cookies for as well. So I, I discovered it immediately. You, you have to do the Hagen dazs in the mixed vegetables. Something that will be, oh, forget it. I'm not going there. I'm not going to take that. Uh, if you stash something like this, call us 215-263-WMMR. We'll I need some, yeah, I need some good stash ideas. I used to hide things in our, we have a garage fridge, right? And there's a freezer in there as well. And I used to hide things in the garage freezer. But now my kids know, right? So, like, if they go and they look, if they're looking for some sort, and it's a sweet, you know, I'll put, like, some sort of sweet in there. And if they check the the regular freezer and then, you know, like, there's nothing in here, they will go in there. And they I, know. And they know. So now I need better ideas. And I think hiding things in maybe some frozen vegetables is a really good idea. There was a, it was a long time ago, there was, I think it might have been a Bud Light commercial, and it showed uh, who... Uh, your techniques for hiding beer in the fridge if you're at a party. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I like and, this. And it, it showed, like, you know, uh, you know, a uh, seasoned veteran and, you know, like, like they'd had different uh, right. tiers of who was good at hiding. I think the, 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 the one who hit it the most was somebody who actually stuck it inside the cavity of a turkey, like a full <laughs> turkey was in there. And so they, they'd see him go into the party and they'd reach out and grab his Bud Light. That's out. great. I'm pretty sure. You know what I didn't, and my mom had revealed this to me not too long ago, but when we would go down the shore, we would always come back with a ton of fudge, Yeah. right? And what my uh, mom would say, uh, and what actually my mom and dad would say, they would put the fudge into the freezer or the fridge, and they would say, this is uh, a present for grandma, so you can't touch that. And, and it was never actually a present for grandma. Hi! Grandma, right? So, or we didn't call her grandma; it was mom, mom. But it was it was never actually. And I didn't pack grandma's fudge. I didn't. (laughs) But I didn't know that. And I, my mom revealed this to me. I mean, within the last year, she revealed that. I'm like. That was never mama. Listen, it's a game. <laughs> yeah. you, you have to be very ninja-like uh-huh. if you really want to be, you know, you got you to, those nefarious forces, you got to foil them. Uh, let's go to some calls. I have Brendan, uh, who's on the phone. Hey, Brendan, good morning. Hey, good morning. How are you guys doing? Good, bud. You got something to share with us? Uh, yeah, I actually, I decided to start teaching people a little bit of a lesson and, you know, touching other people's things. Okay. Um, I work at a pet store. In Roxborough, and uh, we sell bully sticks. Um, I don't are, know if anybody's familiar no. with what a bully stick is. What is that? It's a uh, it's a bull penis. Oh yeah. Oh, oh. yes. Okay. Yes, oh, I've that, seen them. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's a, it's a dog chew. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, I would put one in one of my uh, pen cups, <laughs> and you know, I had quite a few people come up to my desk and start filling with my things, and a couple people like grabbed that bully stick and. You know, pretended like it was a cigar. Is that kind of what they look like? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and I wouldn't tell them. Oh my god! <laughs> Until yeah, you know, they'd inquire. Hey, what is this anyway? Yeah, that's a uh, 
That's a bulldog. Oh, that's great. <laughs> See, there's something about office stuff. If you're hiding your pens and all, I don't want to say where I hide plastic forks in this office because little did I know the plastic forks are like gold. They are a commodity here. Oh, my God. We have yeah. tons of knives. You put them next to the bully stick, right? Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. All right. Thanks for the call, man. We'll see you later. by and get some of those. Uh, we'll go next to Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Good morning. Hey, Rach. So, is there something that you would stash in, in a in a very unique way? Yeah. So, this is definitely an office environment um, thing oh. as well, where you know you have a shared space. So, it's a shared uh, refrigerator. And I learned this after I was uh, breastfeeding my daughter. <laughs> um, I actually brought back her after she was done with it. My little. You know, Medela cup, all the moms out there will know what it is. And oh, I yeah. just labeled it. I labeled it breast milk, and then I would put, like, my fancy ha- half and half in it and then leave that in the fridge. Excellent. That's that, brilliant. Brilliant. So that no one would take it, and they didn't. Because, you know, after a while, like, every once in a while, you go in there, and it's, like, lower, lower, lower. So when I yes. put breast milk on it, no one touched it. That's <laughs> one of the great problems of a communal fridge is if you have your special, maybe you have your French vanilla creamer or whatever. Yeah. And then you go in, and it starts to incrementally disappear. But that breast milk container is pure genius. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now, I like you that. should just do that. You guys, yeah, should absolutely. Do it. I'll say that's my breast milk. That's Steve's my semen breast milk. I can't even get away with that anymore. Thanks, person. Rachel. No, you don't yeah. have semen anymore. I don't have semen. <laughs> All right, let me go to Brian. Hey, Brian. Good morning. Good morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, my man. What's up? Hey, how's it going? Not an office setting, but going over a border setting, <laughs> I would hide contraband so that I wouldn't have to bring it through the border. Then on the way back. I would go pick it back up so I'd have something for the ride home. So what we, all right. So, <laughs> wait a minute. In a, Doritos, in a Doritos bag. Hang, hang on a second. All right. So are you going into Canada or out of Canada? Into Canada. You hide it. You stop, stop it somewhere. Put it in a Doritos bag. Seal the top with like a lighter. Then Was this back before Canada. you could buy it in Canada? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but then, yeah, but that's the whole thing. I live like hours away from there so i would have nothing for the ride and i didn't want to throw it away so you hide it and then on the way back go back to that exit that mcdonald's stop pick it up and then you're on your way so you would hide it you would hide it say like you know under a dumpster or something yep yep, a bush a bush bush. and then you'd go back and grab your your uh, your pot in a doritos bag i mean listen your your plan is your plan is definitely flawed because you're leaving essentially litter under somewhere and and somebody could See a could Dorito bag it, and want to throw it away. Could take it, but nobody's gonna hot go looking in a bush for trash. So <laughs> All right. it, All right. Never had an instance where it was gone. You need your driving like stash, Preston. Never had an yeah. instance. Well, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, man. Right. All right, yeah. thanks, Brian. I like sealing it back up with a lighter. Yeah. All right, here's uh, a couple of texts coming in. Uh, this says, I hide ice cream sandwiches in the fish sticks box. <laughs> Nobody likes fish in my house but me. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, let's see. My uncle kept his cash in a watertight diving container and kept it in the tank behind the toilet. I've heard that before. That's yeah. somebody just hide. Is that just like a mafia thing? I, right. Who are you hiding it from? Are people, your own family is stealing your money from you? Oh, those I mean, are people is- who like don't want to put it in the bank. Yeah, but that's different than this. This is hiding it from, you know, somebody Other around people, the house yeah, who's yeah. going to have their, their hands on it. So I don't quite get that one. Um, let me go next to Haley. Hey, Haley, good morning. Hey, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, Haley. Doing? What's happening? Uh, so my husband and I were literally arguing about this last night because I buy, they're like Cadbury eggs, but they're for Christmas. Okay. And I have them 
<laughs> I hide them in all of my cabinets. We just had our kitchen redone, and he doesn't look at anything. So I can just stick them in some cabinet that he doesn't realize exists. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and he doesn't know about them. And then I'll come out with candy, and, and he'll be like, where did you get those? <laughs> and, and, and how how many, on any given day, how many uh, Cadbury uh, type eggs do you have stored around the kitchen? Um, right now there are three bags. <laughs> three bags. And I just moved them. And he literally last night, he was like, where are you hiding them? I know you moved them. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> like, they, start the, indiscriminately looking in things, places yeah. where he thinks that they are. And, <laughs> and um, I finally found another spot. So now, right now, and he doesn't listen to your show, which is a travesty. <laughs> um, I have them hidden in a crock pot. <laughs> Well, you know what, sometimes, and this speaks to something that I was going to ask, is there a benefit to hiding in plain sight for some of this stuff? You know what, I've been thinking once I have an empty something where, yeah. see, I have, a, I, have a, I have a thing where I like to throw everything away, and then I think about it later, and I'm like, how do you use that? <laughs> um but yeah, that whole Gene Smart idea with the vegetable bag. Right. Okay. All right. It's a, yeah, it's a good one. Really it's good. One of the better ones yeah. I've seen. Uh, thank you, Haley. Appreciate it. I'm trying to think what I would hide around the the uh, nothing in the fridge that I can think of. I mean, stuff does get pilfered from time to time, but nobody's like a repeat offender, and I have to hide it. There's also the art of the pilferer, which is to um, if you get into somebody's. I've, you know, my, my wife has come home with, now, it is sort of an unspoken rule that we can help ourselves. And mm -hmm. we'll ask if it's something big, but they're french fries or whatever, and you eat a couple and then you move a few over. To, oh, yeah. To fill well, in, I've definitely to done fill that. In the divot. Especially if, I've, if I'm the one picking it up on the yeah, way home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll, I'll, you know, I'll dig through and grab a couple of uh, you know, waffle fries or yeah. something like that. You, you like become, and you reposition them to make it look like it's totally full. You feel like such a creep, but you can't help. I mean, God. how are you not going to grab a handful of fries on the way home? God, the watered-down booze that my dad must have Oh, my God. <laughs> Is that what you would do? Yeah. Oh, God, yes. Especially with vodka. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah but, even, clear. but I was stealing. I wasn't stealing vodka. I was stealing, like, bourbon and things okay. like that. Water down? <laughs> yeah. It was, like, the, the, the most lightly brewed tea. Your dad must be thinking, end. God, I, I'm drinking so much. It has My no tolerance effect. is way high. Yeah. I need to back off the booze because I'm not getting a buzz on this anymore. You don't really have to uh, hide porn anymore, but that was an issue for a long stretch. You oh. Find a, yeah, a hiding place for the magazines or whatever Real. videos, VHS tapes. I mean, the and and not only those pre that magazines that was that was between the bed sheets. Yeah, yeah. between Under the, my dad's uh, mattress. mattress. Yeah, mattress. that's where I first saw um, for sure. Uh, yeah, Playboys and so on and so forth. That was that was part of the deal. I'll tell you, going back to the the the, the uh, pilfering of of food, doing the ice cream where you you just you you kind of just shave off layers mm -hmm. very small layers whittle it down because what to the, it's an optical illusion when you open up the top say like it's vanilla you can't quite tell how far down it's right. gone completely uh, different yeah. uh, but but a version of that right. steve is pretending when you were a kid <laughs> like you ate some of something oh, that yeah. your mom or dad wanted you to. And you uh -huh. reposition it. You move the, yeah. the, you know, like the peas around and oh, yeah. it looks like there's a hole in the middle of the of the mound of Look. peas. See, I yeah. have some in there. I would literally... When did that new valley occur on your plate? Uh -huh. I would stuff my mouth full of food and then go into the bathroom and sit out. That's a good, that's a good version of that. Yeah, okay. Back, back to the porn. I was babysitting one day and I just, the, the, I was sitting in the couch, the kids had gone to bed and the position 
Because the cushions were a little, like, off, so yeah. I thought I'd be nice and reposition the couches, helping out. I found the dad's porn in uh, the couch. Was it babysitter <laughs> porn? No, it was, it was just like a like a Victoria's Secret magazine oh, or something like that. Which that was like, But it was hidden, and I... Right. It, yeah. uh, I want to go to this call. Hi, Sarah, you're on the air. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Actually, it's Nick. It's Moth Sarah, the one that I told you about the About the what? I'm the, sorry. Oh, the, the moths eating the tuxedos? Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, it's, I, we, I got a moth lady. All right. Oh, Sarah, yeah. yeah. Lucky. Yeah. All right. So, um, I'm a dog walker, and my car has been broken in a few times. And I got the idea because uh, I have a dog, and I decided to test the theory out that I left, I leave my wallet and like money and change in a bag, in a prescription bag that's labeled fecal sample. Fecal sample. Oh okay. And I've even gone so far as just dip, like, a little corner of the bag in, like, watered-down coffee so it looks like it's leaking. Oh, that's I could leave. I could leave that thing with, like, my car running and the keys in the engine and the windows down. <laughs> Nobody is touching a leaky fecal sample that's been sitting out well, in the car. Let me ask you, so you, 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 but you don't leave your wallet in the car, do you? I mean, sometimes I do because I'm, I'm constantly going in and out of people's homes and yeah. I have like poop bags and my timer and, and people's keys in my car that right. I sometimes drop my wallet. So it's really easier to kind of keep myself as light as possible, especially when your hands are laying like a dog. Sure. Also, I think it, it sounds like there's a little part of you that gets off on foiling would-be robbers. Oh, yeah. I'm a sneaky SOB. <laughs> don't, don't get me wrong. Yeah. The, the poop bag is a good one, too. Could you could I you like combine it. them and put that poop bag in your in your freezer? Yeah, it, it's actually, it's not just that. It's, it's I've, you know, you get, like, your prescriptions come in, like, a CVS bag yeah. or something like that. So that's actually what I've used. So it looks like it's. Legit, not just a poop bag. But See, I could well, actually probably just put a poop bag on my. I would think if you were leaving something that looked like pharmaceuticals in your car, you'd be inviting more attention. You know. Right, but that's why I label it fecal sample. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. But, you know, Sarah, you fecal bring up, sample. It's a good idea for anybody who like has to walk their dog in the city. Yeah. You don't feel safe, but you do have to have like your your wallet and your money on you or whatever. I would just take one of the poop bags that you have with you. Stick okay. all stick all of your important stuff in the poop bag, right? And then and then you can walk and you know if you get mugged or you know uh, whatever, you, nobody's gonna take the poop bag and you just say I, I don't have any money on me. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean keeping like because uh, I have been there's been like cause, you know now now that it's night out and like it's you know it's five o'clock I can't see anything walking dogs. I have been kind of followed a little bit and I just. Having a poop bag and letting that person know, hey, I'm I have a poop bag and I'm not. Afraid and I know to how to use it. I'm not afraid to use it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you, Mom, yeah. Sarah. Have a good weekend. I got a poop bag. Uh, a couple of texts. This one says, I have Halloween candy in my tampon box. <laughs> uh, another one says, uh, let me see here. There was one. Oh, yeah. This one says, I have an ice dispenser in my freezer, and there's no reason to ever go into the freezers. Uh, so there's no reason to go into the freezer's ice bucket. So meaning that you have an ice maker and also an ice bucket in there. And so they said, that's where I keep my chocolate bars. That's a smart move. Listen, a lot of times it's where are you hiding your candy? Uh, Mm -hmm. One last story, and I'll go to Andy for this. Hi, Andy. Good morning. (laughs) Gadzooks. Gadzooks, Andy. What's up? 
Uh, so we have a stash uh, where my girlfriend and I keep, you know, snacks so that the children can't get them. We have a coffee container right. and they don't drink coffee. <laughs> um, the, the one day I went in there and I saw, I was like, oh, my God, there's some cookies in here. So I, I, I grabbed one and I was like, oh, this is the worst cookie I've ever had. And I put the coffee container back. I didn't say anything about it. Uh, later, she came up to me and she said, did you steal my cookies? And I was like, what? what? First off, it's for both of us. So, no, I didn't steal your cookies. And secondly... No, of course not. Why? And she said, because those are edibles. I got them, and I have to order them at exactly 12, and there's 11. So I wanted her to know that it wasn't a kid that got it. Right. Yeah, I did. But, but, uh, yeah, so. What was the reaction like? Were you, you, like, out of your mind? Or what was was the the physical response? I mean, I actually didn't have a, I mean, it was pretty late at night, and I went to sleep afterwards. Oh, okay. Because wasted your buzz, dude. <laughs> but a great night's sleep. Mm. I, I slept great. I slept, like, 10 hours without any disturbance. That's great. I love it. All right. Thanks, Andy. It was Appreciate a it. Uh, Well, there's a, uh, yeah, there's an art uh, to hiding things from either coworkers or family members, and... Uh, uh, sometimes a little camouflage is necessary. Does not hurt. Yeah. No. Yeah, so thank you for thank you for your calls and your texts. We appreciate them. Want to take a break? Stay with us. It's MMR's local shots. Artists of the month. Hailing from right here in Philadelphia, it's Nick Perry and the Underground Thieves. I want to be free. Hear him on the air every Wednesday at 630 with your host, Brent Porsche. Search local shots right now at WMMR.com for even more exceptional local music. Brought to you by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at family. And the station that's always supported Philly's music scene. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Whatever kind of a weekend you had, if it was it was a rough one and you need Something as a bit of a distraction or something to maybe think about might be it. Um, There was a poll that was done. Who did this? Small Luxury Hotels of the World was the research. uh, It was commissioned by this group. Um, And they essentially asked 2,000 Americans to reveal what their simple pleasures, their favorite simple pleasures in life are. Now, there's 50 of them on this list, but before I go through this, what are what are ones that come to mind for you personally that you really that you really uh, like? Uh, to it it can be as general as uh, I love. For me, my zen comes in the form of of watching a good movie. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I'm a cinephile, so I. But also, if, if outside, feeling the sun on you. I mean, if, if if you can take it down to that rudimentary a an experience. That to me is 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 a simple joy. I love to go out and and be outside. And to be even like a little more specific on on my end, like um, peanut butter on toast <laughs> and a cup of coffee. Yes, That's so funny. on on like uh-huh. a Saturday morning when I didn't have to get up early, and, and, and maybe nobody else is up, and it's a little quiet. It's just it's peaceful. It's great, and and I love that. When I have cleaned why. all of the cat boxes <laughs> by like eight thirty in the morning, and you're done with it, eight, and yeah. I'm done. Wait, yeah. and do you like rake it so it's like smooth on oh, top? Yeah. Of the litter? I, I, yeah, each each one yeah. has a Zen garden in a cat. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that would be uh, Zen for me. That's just an annoyance, and yeah. it's finally <laughs> but, over. But having it over, <laughs> over, no. But coffee uh, on the beach. Okay, coffee on the in beach. the morning on the right? beach. 
Okay, uh, Nick. Uh, you know, beer on the beach is also a good one. You know, yeah, like, like beer in the summer. Mashed um, potatoes in the surf. Yeah, that's <laughs> delicious. Uh, also, a Kathy. The, this for whatever reason makes me think of you, but like a clean uh, yes. set of towels and bath mat after a, a shower. Like oh. you walk out and you put your feet in the bath mat for the first time after it's been washed. After it's been washed and dried. I'm it, with you. I, like, right. I've said that before, though. Just like when I get out of the shower and I'm clean, I'm like, yeah, <sighs> yeah. yeah. or a warm. A warm bathroom yeah. and when you step out of the shower. Oh, that's a good yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. A warm towel. Yeah. Case. I think uh, like a warm bowl of New England clam chowder while you're floating in the pool. I think yeah. there's nothing better than that. Do you ever do you ever eat? Do you ever eat like on a float in the pool? Uh, no. Oh. Uh, I would say you guys already took all mine. I like all those all those things. That oh, you how about a great Although, bike ride? Like, nah, like a... while the wind at your back. Yeah. Uh, when you're on a bike ride, go. when the yeah. wind at your back. That's yeah. a simple pleasure. You know what? Uh, the the lawn after it's freshly cut. Uh, and, I'm with you on the lawn thing, man. And weed whacked and everything. Now. And edge properly. And edge properly. And so what's even better about that and the simpler thing is when it's all said and done and you go, oh, that wasn't that hard. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's not like you're just sweating and it's like, and it was such a difficult. Oh, oh. Yeah. It, 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 <laughs> in a kind of broad sense, mm-hmm. a job well done yeah. is a simple pleasure. And by that, meaning um, like I, I, when, I, when I have done my like twice a year cleaning and straightening up of the garage. <laughs> I actually oh, like yeah. to marvel in it. Oh, I actually yeah. like to, to step it. back outside and go back in there and take a look at that. And that's, you know, yep. I did that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. any, any project like that. Uh, getting my prep work done on a daily basis. The moment that when I'm finished and I've organized it and put it in my uh, color-coded paper clips, <laughs> I am done. I can do whatever I want to for yeah. the rest of the day. You know what else I love? And it's just uh, when, whenever you paint. Yeah. And, then, and you pull the painter's tape. Yes. And it's the perfect one. You're yeah. like, oh, God, I love that. Oh. <laughs> Sometimes, though, oh. on the opposite side. No, no, yeah. we're only going to focus on the positive. Yes. I love that little Just line. the positive. Perfect. Okay. Uh, well, I can go through some of these. Let's see what the rest of America says according to this small hotel chain. And feel free to uh, to jump in and, uh, and let us know. 215-263-WMMR. Um, so I'll, should I start at the bottom? Should I go in an order or should, uh, I, or should I west in it? Go in the middle to the end west and then from it. the end to the front. Yes, west <laughs> Go in a parabolic pattern. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Is it ranked or just numbered? It's ranked. Then go from the, uh, go from the 50 down to one. Okay. Then we'll do that. All right. So it's <laughs> otherwise you'll seem too desperate. Cause some of these are a little bit silly. Like 50 is seeing a butterfly. Well, so for some people, that's uh, that's yeah. a simple pleasure. Yeah. All right. So I saw a lot of butterflies over the last year. Way and to brag! <laughs> I didn't know. All right, mm. and, and please tell me if this is true or not, Sorry, because not everyone can see butterflies. <laughs> Blind people can. Um, <laughs> you're right. That's a really good point. <laughs> Who can't see butterflies? Somebody was telling me it was towards the end of the summer that they all fly. <laughs> To Mexico. <laughs> yeah, they migrate. That's yeah. Like, Monarchs. That must take forever. They Monarch don't... butterflies. Yeah, you yeah. didn't learn that no, in they, they commercial flight. No, I don't know. But, like, dude. They I take was... commercial flights, Case. They oh. don't fly of their own. Oh, yeah. well, I didn't know. <laughs> That's well, where why... do they get the money? <laughs> the passports. All right. I just, I, when they told me that, I was like, that. They <laughs> yeah, they, they migrate. They don't fly that fast. Yeah. But, like, nice. Monarchs do. I don't know what the other lazier butterflies do. They're not in a hurry, so. Yeah, yeah I guess they take their time and they'll make it, by the way. Number four. 49 is being in the countryside. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a that's that's a great 
uh, simple pleasure. I've always um, been so sad for people who get nervous out, or, or there are people who actually do feel nervous out in more rural situations. I and I I, I feel bad for them. Like you know, the, uh, but to, for me, that the sound uh, here's one a simple pleasure on a sunny day. The wind blowing through the trees. Yeah, the, no, no yeah. other sound. Right, right, right. Yeah. No, nothing else, except like, for gunshots. Well, no, no, yeah, no. gunshots. Right. <laughs> uh, no, but like when you get away from the noise, when you yeah. when you get away from the cars, right. when you're out in the middle of nowhere, and it's Steve, awesome. like that's what. Yeah, that's what you're listening to. That's great. I'll try to mention some texts as we go through yeah. this, and one I should have wrote up is yeah, a beer in the shower for sure, which I've mentioned many times. That's a, that's a perfect example. And here's one that I've I've come to love: walking into a dispensary. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it smells awfully nice. It's like mulch. Uh, number forty-eight. Have uh, gossip or catching up with friends uh, can be a simple pleasure to people. Well, uh, there's, you know, there's downsides to gossip. It is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about this? Wearing a new pair of socks for the first time. Mm-hmm. Or a freshly clean pair of socks. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. Yeah. the new ones, you have to wash them You have first. to take the nails out. Uh, right. No, nah. you don't. You don't wash your as socks. A po- as opposed no, to. You don't. I don't. Do. I do. As opposed to, yeah, I don't, I don't wash them before I put them on for the first time. I like to do socks. Sure, you can you iron them? They don't, they're not any I cleaner. They'll never be any cleaner. I send them that. to the dry cleaner. <laughs> yes, yeah, so my socks way, in. Nick comes out, Preston, with these <laughs> tiny little. They wash. These tiny little bags. They're ready. By ready the way, the way I think the reason why new socks are better is because after you've had socks for a long time and wash them, they kind of thinned out a little yeah. bit. Yeah. They don't feel quite that fluffy, comfy. My as favorite brand pair about new socks do. Uh, number 46 is sleeping in a big, incredibly comfortable bed. Oh, sleep number. That's a great... 360. That's a great, uh, simple pleasure. Uh, number 45 I can relate to, playing a musical instrument. Okay. It's very satisfying. Does it? Does that rank in your top three life joys? Of being a musician? Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's way up there. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I took the time and... BJ's and bourbon and drums. Love it as much as I do. That could be the name of my album, BJ's Bourbon and Drums. Uh, Number 44 is Long Walks. These are simple pleasures. Top 50 simple pleasures. A hike, uh, a a rural, uh, a a trail, uh, you know, the the way the sun comes through the trees. Or, yeah, I tell you what, even being out in a storm is wonderful. When you're you're watching everything happen in real... I've been out, and Nick, I'm sure you have, uh, you know, and I know, Casey, you you do a fair amount of hiking. Impressive, you're hiking as well. Uh, If you're out, you're caught in in a storm, and you just consign yourself to just, okay, I'm going to get doused. Yeah. Let me just see how this is. Yeah. What mm-hmm. is it like out here? Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, Press, I would say on you know the converse side of that, like a short walk is also really nice. Like when you when you pull into a parking lot and then like the, and walk clo- into the store. No, oh. and the closest spot opens yes, up. That's like, a home. My, this is great. That used yes. to be called. My wife used to call that a Joe Manix spot. There used to be a show on TV called uh, Manix. Yeah. And no matter where he was going, there'd be a spot open right in front of where he was going. We call it Rockstar Parking. Rockstar yeah. Parking. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you have spontaneous outings. As one of the great simple pleasures. Get out! Those can be good, too. <laughs> now where all of a sudden you're just like, you want to go do that? Yeah, let's yeah. go do that. Yeah. All yes. right, cool. Well, you haven't overthought it where you haven't gotten mm-hmm. anxious about it, and you end up going and having a good time. Number 42 is the smell of toast in the morning. Yes. That's a good one. It smells like victory. When I was a kid, it was the smell of bacon. When I would, on the weekend, I would smell that wafting upstairs. It would wake me mm-hmm. up. Ugh. That was the original Duval line. I love the smell of toaster strudel in the morning. That's the best. Uh, number 41, putting your out of office on as you head off on vacation. Nick does it faster than anybody in this building. It's on right now. Yes. Yeah. It's not on right now. I'm in the office. <laughs> Preston says, rage on and... 
Yeah. <laughs> I never put it on. I never I, have. Here's why I put oh, it I on. Do. Because uh, it's not about me. It's about the people emailing me. And yes. I just want them to know that I will get back to them, but I'm just not going to do it until after vacation. I want them to know that if they have with me, I'm around. Yeah? Yeah. I don't want to be around when I'm not around. Uh, number 40 is... People watching. I love to people watch. As far as a simple like, if you pick pick a good spot at night, you can see through the window. Got your binoculars out. Um, No, Steve. I think I think of a different way. That's that's a totally different way than what most people do. I like coming up with their story. Oh yeah. Okay. So create. What do you think this the person this person's story is? Yeah. Uh, Though though uh, of course my feelings about Woody Allen. Changed slightly over the years. Uh, Annie Hall has a scene where they're sitting there in the park and they're doing that exact game where they're playing. What is this guy's story? What is this girl's story? It's also fun if they're at a distance and yeah. you see two people talking to each other yeah, and yeah. you start to have their dialogue. You know, <laughs> yeah. make up what yeah, they're yeah, talking yeah. about. Rochelle and I do that from time to time. That's a lot of fun. Uh, number thirty nine: having a coffee or tea in bed. Uh, I never have coffee no, in bed. Me neither. I, as for as many That's times, a good idea though. I've poured coffee on my bed. <laughs> right. Uh, no, but. It, as many times as I will head up with a full cup of tea in the evening, I end up taking two sips and never finishing it. So I, I've got to drink it before I go up to bed. On the weekends, uh, my wife and I do this nice thing where whoever gets up first makes the coffee and yeah. then will uh, bring a cup of coffee to the other one in bed, right? right? But, like, you can't, there, there's an art to it, right? So you don't bring it to them right away, you right, know, because, right. like, they might want to sleep in more so than have a cup of coffee. But Here's your coffee! Yeah. All right, I think this is this is a text coming, and I think these are two things that go together, Kathy. You can you can confirm or deny this. Uh, clean, crisp sheets and freshly shaven legs. Mm. <laughs> um, I guess, like, right after you yeah, have shaved your legs shaved. and then you slip into some clean sheets. Oh, I have a, a one that is exactly that. Freshly shaved head and uh, pillowcase. Pillowcase, Soft, yeah. yeah. Okay. But does that make sense to you, Kathy? It does, yeah. And I love the clean sheets. Here's one. Pressure washing. Y'all oh, love it. These are texts. Love it. On the list, yeah. There's no stain that you can't get out with pressure washing. Uh, let's see here. This says, when I wake up and see that my least favorite person in the office has called out. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> it's the best. That is, that's a good, simple pleasure. When the person you don't like, you find out is not going to be around. I, that's great. To be honest, for years here... Uh, that has not anything I've ever had to worry about. We we have been we've been running pretty much a hole free for quite a while. I know it's so, and I just it doesn't happen for me because Casey never calls out. <laughs> yeah, and I guess if uh... I'm just kidding, I didn't say anything. That was yeah. a good joke. What do you want? <laughs> what do you want? What do you want from me? I let you have it. I didn't even complain. I didn't come back at you. I let you have a good joke. That's what I know. You're actually mad on the inside. <laughs> uh, I I guess that would pertain not just (laughs) (laughs) never, not just at work, but anywhere you go where there's someone that's not coming, an issue. There was a guy like, oh, they're not here. Thank God. (laughs) I don't like to brag, but years ago I worked at a Beat Alton bookstore. Oh my god, I mentioned that a few times. There was a guy named Gary, and when he would call out sick, and thankfully he called out sick a lot. It was just the best days. Uh, Here you go. I love this one. This is a text as well because this is me. Uh, getting getting the USB in on the first try. Oh my god! You got a fifty fifty oh, shot yeah, at it, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Come and on. More often than not, I don't get it in on the first try. You know? Well, oh, okay. What? Okay. Why doesn't? Why don't they have like a T for the top and a B for well, the bottom? You know, like there there is a way, and I figured it out. There's if you, they they look different on on each side, and uh, 
the I think it's if the color there's there's one you don't even a, know yeah <laughs> and it depends on whatever you're sticking it into as well so yeah screw it you just got to get lucky all right number thirty eight on this list of simple pleasures cake uh, all right yeah. depends just, on the cake yeah like I uh, oh over the weekend Preston you'll know this I, I, it was my wife's birthday I picked her up a nothing bunt cake oh my God. Chocolate. I was just oh, gonna say so this bad. oh my God. <laughs> Wait, did you get the lemon one? I got her the chocolate chocolate oh. chip, and I got her the red velvet, and uh, she loved it. Steve, um, I was at my brother's house, yeah. and I heard them talking, and, and I, him and his wife, and they were like, there's only one piece left? What did, and I'm like, what are you guys talking about? They're like, oh, my God, you have to go and get one of these. It's called Nothing Bunkin'. And I was like, I know them! We know that! Oh, my God! Well, I'm just amazed because... I was waiting for you to get done talking yeah. so I could tell you guys about nothing but cakes, and that's what you were talking about. <laughs> my daughter's like, this is what I want for my birthday cake. I'm like, you want a bunt cake for your yes. birthday cake? I'm like, yes. Shut up and get it for me, old man. <laughs> wow. Oh, I thought yes. of a different one. Yeah. Uh, when you hear your favorite song on the radio, it's very different than when you hear it on iTunes or in your, your playlist or yeah, whatever. Yeah, you have it in your yeah. phone, but it, you hear it on the radio. When you're driving home and like a, you know, and you catch a song on MMR that you haven't heard in a long time or whatever, like to me, there's some... I know why that is. Why? Uh, because it's a communal experience. There are yeah. many other people that are sharing that, that same excitement. Not maybe everybody is excited about it as you are, but you know that somewhere else there are other people that that's their favorite well, song. And, and you can and literally like, sit there motionless. Yeah, but yeah. it's like Pierre picked it out for me. I didn't pick it out for myself. You know, there's there's a difference. When when somebody else picks it for you, it's a nice little surprise. And there's something to be said, Preston. It's the same thing if you're skipping around the channels and a movie that you actually have a Blu-ray of or something is on already. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let me go to a couple of calls here. I'm going to go to Mario. Mario, good morning. I got to go to the bathroom, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go to the bathroom, Daddy. What's up, bud? Hey, so uh, listen, Kathy, you're going to love this. Okay. okay. There is nothing like doing, like, so Good Friday, I had off. I did every piece of laundry that I owned. I put it all away. Yeah. I got out of the shower, used a freshly clean towel, still smelling like gain summer breeze. Yeah. And then I get into a freshly made crisp bed with brand new sheets, knowing that I don't have to do any laundry for and a while. And I took the biggest bowel movement I've no, ever done. So, no, Mario, no, that's, awesome. that's, that's all the yeah. pleasures you just combined into yeah. one. Thanks, and all summery fresh. And I also love the smell of coffee in the morning when I wake up to it, for the record. And uh, I don't drink coffee at all. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's, it's a, a great scent. You got it. Thanks, man. By the way, these are the 50 simple pleasures. I'm going to add to one. And right. this is this is one of the best for me personally is when you have the ability to wake up in the morning, take off your pajamas, take a shower, and then put your pajamas back on. <laughs> yes. It's just um, it's freedom. It's fantastic. Does it matter time of year for you? Because for me, that... In the winter, like when you're, you know, you can stay warm in your PJs after taking the shower. I like that on a weekend. Um, well, but then there's something to say about putting those PJs back on and then walking outside okay. with a cup of coffee. I gotcha. And enjoying the fact that you can be outside in your pajamas right. and not freeze your ass off. So I, I love them both. Okay. I, I wish I love pajamas more than I do. Yeah, I wish I did because they look so comfy, cozy, and I never wear them. Uh, I will go to Vinny. Hi, Vinny. Vinny, oh wait, I'm sorry. Now we can hear you, Vinny. You're on. Sorry to bother you guys at work. How are you? Good, buddy. How you doing? I'm wonderful. And the best thing in the world is waking up and having sex with the wife. Ah, you know, a lot of guys sex. say having sex with your wife is a great <laughs> way to start the morning. Vinny, 
She's a tender lover, and we she love it, popular, too. She is a popular gal. <laughs> 18 years, happily wedded bliss, and uh-huh. I couldn't be happier every morning when I wake up and get to see her. Uh-huh. That's, uh-huh. That's a wonderful thing. Yeah. Yes. So, so, but do you prefer that, that morning tryst? Is it something special about that? Oh, yes. There's nothing better than as you open your eyes, you go, A, I'm alive, and then B, I look at her, and I go, cool, she's still here. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's a good way to live, Vinny. All right, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Tell her we said hi. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen her in a while. Pandemic and all. Um, I don't really like morning sex, like, all that much. I don't care for it Two either. reasons. Uh, bad breath, and I usually have to pee, like, the second I wake up. So, if I... Make, I don't make the pee part of the sex. No, stop it. No. I can't do that anymore. Uh, <laughs> don't know. Let's try something. Let's try something new. What are you doing? I'm sorry, I misread the room. <laughs> All right, let me go through a few others. Uh, number 37 on this list is payday. That's a wonderful oh, thing. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Uh, the candy bar or the actual getting paid? I don't, like, thir- the, I don't like the candy bar. Uh, oh. Both. All right. It's weird to call that a candy bar, though. Doesn't have any it's chocolate. more like soup. <laughs> it is not like soup, but I do like it. It doesn't have any chocolate? No. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, number 36 is hearing nothing but birds tweeting. That's a pretty That's nice... That's a nightmare for Kathy. When you're outside. <laughs> That's a wonderful sound. I do I do love that. I, I, I The sound, again, of the wind gently rustling through the... Uh, or even... Any kind of nature, except obviously for a detonating volcano, but for the most part, (laughs) (laughs) everything else. Yeah. Well, that and a tsunami. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Buying number 35 is buying fresh local produce. Uh-huh. Like uh, Jersey Shore stuff, you know, like uh, Jersey tomatoes. Uh, I, lo- I love going to farmers Jersey markets. Corn. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. If you bring home a big batch of, of fresh yeah. corn, I, I like it. Then not so much you, Steve? Um,. No, no, I okay. do love, I will say this, I love seeing vibrant outdoor markets and people, you know, enjoying that and wandering around, and um, that's that's nice. You yeah, know? I would rather buy, like, fresh, like, candy. <laughs> cookies. <laughs> There's a, dude, like, the, the cookie, Farmer's <laughs> cookies. Like the, the cookie place near me is, uh, is they usually close for a little bit in the winter and they're yeah. open again. And It's nice. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe that's your that's produce. That's for you. my produce. Right. Uh, <laughs> Cookies is my produce. Yeah. You know. Mm. Number this one's. Wait, we give this a, another week. <laughs> Number thirty four. Meeting new people. Nah. <laughs> Depends. Nah. I think I've met enough people. Yeah. No, it's it's great. It is great to meet new people. Uh, but again, you meeting, can also meeting can new all... people that you like. Yes. yes. That's what I was going to say. Meeting <laughs> like, new people that you have some sort of connection if with. If you happen to, uh, you know, accidentally happen upon a clan rally, uh, that's, <laughs> that, that's not going to be Technically, something. You're, you're, you're meeting not, them. You're meeting them, and yeah. that's not good. Well, Girl. I always think, like, I'm set. I'm good. I don't really need any new friends. And then I'll meet that one new friend, and I'm like, oh, I love her. I'm so glad I have her. Yeah, I, and that's, to leave yourself open, the, the that's one of the joys of this job is that you go out, and and, and, uh, and I know we're going to return to it, is that the amount of wonderful, benevolent energy you get when you go out to one of our functions, and, and people are coming out, and there's, that that is something that you cannot even imagine how good that is for the soul. By the way, we're not going to make it all the way through this list. What's that? We're, we're going to what? We're, we're going to have to. No, I think I think we'll we'll break and come back. And, oh, okay. Oh, okay. We're going to complete the list. These are too good. You're like going to separate the list by that much time. Yes. And I feel like it'll never happen. 
What do you mean? Because you guys will come up with something else and we won't come back to it. No, and then we'll we never will. know what number one is. Then what should I do? No. We'll, we'll, do your plan. I will Don't make confuse sure. the listener. Yeah, okay. I'll make sure you stick to your original plan. All right, okay. <laughs> uh, hang on, because I want to go to Devin. This sounds like a good one. Hi, Devin, you're on the air. Good Devin? morning. Young Presbo. Yeah, bud. What's up, man? I love getting a pack of Reese's Peanut Butter Cups and peeling the paper off and having none of the chocolate come with the paper. Yes, it none of it sticks to the paper. Intact. So, That's uh, great. Devin, this would be akin to the feeling you get when you remove the ring dings from a, uh, or a yodel. Remember, you, they used to have them on, uh, like, little white pieces of cardboard? Yeah, yep. and, yeah, it would, and it would stick, stick on there. Yeah. If, if you don't have that... Or good call, Devin. Thank cheese you. Cheese stays on the slice of pizza as you cut it properly. Oh, that's good too. Yeah. Um, bag fries. I love bag fries. I think that is a simple pleasure in life. When you get done your French fries, and you look in the bag, and there's more, and, there, and there's more in the bag. <laughs> Thought that was an old jazz musician you used to know. Bag fries. Bag, bag fries. Bag fries. <laughs> I'm gonna teach you how to play the saxophone. Thank you, bag fries. That's gonna be hot. <laughs> <laughs> Bag fries used to jam with Blind Lemon Johnson. Uh, uh, yeah. And, uh, and Payday. Yeah. Wow. Payday. Bag fries. I talked to Barr. Said he was with the Runaway Club. <laughs> What's that in your pocket, son? Okay. Pine cones? <laughs> Uh, hey, uh, let me let me go to other simple pleasures. I'm going to go to Enrico. Good morning, Enrico. Good morning. How you guys doing? Good, bud. Right, what do you want to add to this? Uh, probably for you guys. How about when Pierre Robert is on time in the morning? <laughs> 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 he, he, uh, as we said before, a lot of people don't know he gets here. Like he gets here before we do. He does a lot. He's helping a lot of the construction crews in the building. <laughs> so, um, but uh, that I think he just gets caught, you know, working on an HVAC system or something, and it appears he's late, but he's never yeah. really there. Yeah. Pierre on well, time is a, a relative <laughs> term. So. Sounds like a BS story to me. <laughs> Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Uh, let's see. Where did I leave off here? Uh, meeting new people. That was the last one. Uh, number 33, getting a cuddle from your children. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're done with that. Or just random children. Uh, well, no. In the mall? Pro- probably not. Oh, no. okay. Uh, so you're not getting the, uh, I mean, really? I got one on Saturday, Aww. and I know that they're limited, and I treasured it. You My know? daughter's done with it. Uh, really? I, yep, maybe it it'll sucks. return. Okay, Kathy, do you uh, you cuddle with your dad? Oh, at all? My yeah. dad. Do you get uh, into bed with him? Oh God! I mean, not to, nothing sexual. Is that something just to cuddle? No. Okay. <laughs> I guess not. I guess that goes away then. Uh, number thirty-two. One of the simple pleasures: donating to charity. Yes, it is. I there is something that makes you feel good. Yeah. We talked about the goodwill experience mm. of having something and and. Um, what was that project where the, I think Preston, you read the story about the, the billionaire that uh, his life goal was to give away all of his money before he died. Yeah, he's still alive. Yeah. And, and um, he's trying to recruit other billionaires to do the same because yeah. you can't take it with you. No. And you can do so much good. And his point, his overall point is what you were just saying, Steve, is that giving it away feels much better than anything you'll ever buy or anything you'll ever hoard, you know? It really does. Uh, knowing that you've made someone's life better. Here's number 31 waking up to sun. Um, just meaning when, you know, you see that oh, light and you're like, that ah, wakes you? uh, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, we never, that's not a <laughs> part of our equation at all. Uh, except on the weekends. Maybe. When you rise in the morning sun, Preston, uh, how do you touch me in the morning ring? Oh, there's oh. A, it's another one. Yeah. Good, another good song. Yeah. Beautiful song. All right. And then uh, we'll do one more and then we're going to have to take a break. Uh, but we'll come back to it, right? Yes, we will. Uh, number 30, playing sports with friends or family. 
Mm. Simple pleasures. What kind of sports? One of the great things. A full contact karate. <laughs> <laughs> Times. Good times. See the way I see the way I took grandma out. I don't know, shooting hoops, uh, throwing the ball, whatever, man. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, that's what I was wondering. I'm like, losing, losing. I've never lost. Sure, a good bowl. <laughs> yeah, a good buddy. bowl. <laughs> a good bowl. <laughs> I haven't bowled in forever. Um, and just a good bowl, like to eat your cereal yeah, out of. Oh, sure. Sure. That's a good simple it's pleasure. I'll throw it out. <laughs> <A> special bowl. <laughs> Weston. <laughs> I have a really, I have a couple of really great cereal bowls because they're big, but they're not too deep. Right. So like they're they're more wide than they are deep, so you can yeah. still get a lot in it. But also like when when you're getting towards the end of it, you know how you know. Yeah, it, it takes years. Oh, I like yeah. the deeper bowl. Oh, do you? Absolutely. Mm. It's, it's like have, going down to the Marianas Trench. We have this plastic Hulk bowl <laughs> that I love for cereal because it's kind of it's kind of almost like a vase that you're eating out of. I love I, it. I also find that a wider bowl tends to slosh easier. Yeah. But so, so here's my. Uh, I like to. I like. And to, we have to take a break, mind you. I know. You. Yeah, right. But my reasoning for for the wider bowl is when Don't it gets mind. when it gets to the bottom. When you're trying to scoop it out, you don't have to put your your spoon vertically. You can get in more horizontally, therefore right. getting more Not towards the end. I'm going to throw in one last thing. It's yeah. harder to drink from a wide bowl when you're done. Agreed. I oh, like what? to drink out of the oh, bowl. Oh, do you really? Yep. Absolutely. Mm. Mm. What? No. 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 Why? Well, you drink the milk? Hell yes! yes. What do you do, donate it? Are you kidding me? What are you, an animal? I am an animal then. Wow. I don't what do you put it on the floor and lap it? Is there something wrong with the milk? Uh, what? There's probably nothing wrong with the milk, but I sort of feel like it's it's like... You pour it out? I feel like it's mostly backwash. spit and backwash. No, oh, man. my God. It's sugary. not. It's sweet milk. It's all sugary goodness at the it's, bottom. It's man. life's nectar. All right, so we still have, we went through 30 of these, and there's 50 all together, so we still got a little ways to go. Or we, I'm sorry, we only went through 20 of them. Then we, we have 30. We got 30 left. <laughs> all right, <laughs> we got to take a break. So we're going to come back in a moment, and I apologize to those of you on hold that I didn't get a chance to Call go back. through. Keith says, watching The Simpsons, something he's done thousands yes. of times, but he never gets tired of it. And Keith's been on hold for 20 minutes. I apologize. And then uh, uh, Donna was on hold for a while. She said, freshly shaven head, a new pair of socks. Yes. For feelings. I like Amanda's both, both too. best feelings. So. Hallmark Christmas movies with popcorn and hot chocolate. Nice. All right, we'll come back to these. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. So we haven't done a continue the topic thing in a long, long time where we go through part of a you know topic on, on one segment and then we realize we're not done yet. We're going to break and we're going to come back. We're going to do this some more. Do you remember the last time? Uh-uh. It was the Hindenburg when it exploded. Uh, yeah. It's been a long time. Yeah. Um, so this was a list. It was uh, commissioned by small luxury hotels of the world, but uh, they, they got a researcher to uh, survey over 2,000 Americans and then at rank the top 50 Simple pleasures that Americans treasure the most. You know, I think this is a list well worth continuing because it is it's it's a good idea to pause and and embrace those simple joys in life. I just had a conversation pertaining to this and about how when all of this crap, the maelstrom of stuff that you see pounded into your head by the news all, you know, 24 hours and all this stuff, you don't realize all the things you really have to be thankful for and yes. enjoy. And it's it's mindfulness. It's it not is to mindfulness. forget that, that these things are going on all the time. Yes. And you just have to be open. Your perception has to be open to it, them and remind yourself that this is good. You it know? makes a difference. There's enough of the bad and you can dwell on that, but make sure that you acknowledge the good. So 
Uh, I'm going to go continue because we still have 30 of these left to get to. Right? 20, 29 of them, Bill. Uh, here's one. Uh, feeling the sun on your face. You had mentioned that Absolutely. earlier, Absolutely. it's There's nothing <laughs> like that. You know, especially when it's slightly chilly and you step into the sun and yeah. you get... Yeah. yeah, it's just that warmth. The, that warmth. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like it's like God is putting his arms or her arms or whatever you want to do uh, around you, and you're just loving it. Makes me think of two things. Uh, the there is a, the movie Mask where uh, Rocky Dennessy writes a poem, and yeah. you know, that's one of the things that uh, he loves in life. The yeah. sun, but then also it's one he of the things it. he hates it as well. Yeah. Uh, but I was at my uh, kids' track meet on Saturday, and the weather was great on Saturday. Don't get me wrong, but there were so many clouds that like the sun would pop in and out of them, and it changed the temperature significantly. But like every time it popped out, I was like, uh, oh, yeah. oh yeah, oh god, it's oh. My regular Saturday morning thing. Oh man, uh, here's number twenty-eight, and I love this: discovering new food, something that you've never tried before, and you you find out. You like it. Yeah. Oh, uh, hummus. Yeah. Hummus became it. years ago, which, and I hated hummus. And then I then I remember reaching for that little piece of pita and going, I'm going to try it one more time. I'm so glad that I tried Brussels sprouts again because as a child, I hated it. Right. Hated it. Hated it. And then uh, restaurants went and did this thing where they made them delicious again. Well, when yeah. they do like the baking mm. and they do the, uh, <laughs> uh, the uh, what, what, what do they use? The... Um, like balsamic vinegar, yes, yeah, any of that stuff. Yes, salt, pepper, and oil, and roast. Man, they're yes. really good. That's all you need. Uh, then you have uh, number seven says swimming outside. Yeah, uh, swimming is great. My uh, my friend Matt is um, in the process of putting in a pool. Well, they're, they're finished, and now they just have to. I guess there's like a finishing uh, process at the yes. very end where they do the plaster and and whatever. And so they they have to wait for several days in a row of uh, certain temperatures, and then they can put in the water. Yeah, and he's they're not quite there yet. And I, so I was visiting with them yesterday, and it's just like this tease that the pool is is coming, it's on the horizon, but it's not quite there yet. And like the, when you get a pool, or when you like you can go and you know in the ocean and it's warm enough, you're not freezing your nuts off. Like there's there's just something freeing about it. Well, my my wife's desire ever since she was a little girl. She dreamed of a, a possibility having a pool in, in you know, a, a, in the backyard. And, and the whole reason where we are, where we are, where we are right now was to get that pool. Yeah. And she loves it. And it's, I mean, right now, to, good for your friend, because since the pandemic hit, there's such a backlog of people trying to get pools. Oh, they, yeah. They're charging for above ground pools with a lot of places would charge for a built in pool. Uh, number 26 is receiving a compliment from a stranger. Yes. I love that. That's nice. That's the best. You got nice jugs. <laughs> I haven't heard that. that one yet, but, you. you know, maybe. Uh, number 25 has already been covered. Sleeping in a freshly made bed. Yes. Uh, number 24, being somewhere new. Being somewhere new. Yeah. yeah. I've never been to this prison. It's got to be nice, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that, in, in you know, when they throw you in the tank. Right, yeah. That's probably not. Even though you've never been there before, a pleasant experience. Yeah, and you know what? I love uh, happening upon like a town center somewhere that I've never been before. Oh, yeah, like, you a know? quaint little hamlet. Yes, yes, I agree with 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 <laughs> stores where they all come out and say, "Howdy, stranger!" Yeah, look what I've happened upon. Yeah, <laughs> you seem like good folk. <laughs> we are twenty three. Have he- sex with our wives. <laughs> I love this place. This is a this great, is great. Hey, what a Hamlet! Number... They want me to sleep with their wives. Oh my God! This, you guys are too generous. Number twenty-three. Grab is... a piece of licorice. Hearing the wind blow through the trees. Ah, that's one of mine. Yeah. 
Did you, did you already say it. that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've said I it a couple times. Okay. No, and I, I invented that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I invented wind. I invented to listen to the wind. Trees. That's me. You guys like trees, huh? Yeah. Guess who invented listening to them? Yeah. I'm going to go to Anthony, who called in earlier, and we didn't get a chance to go to him. Anthony. Good morning, it. Well, good, good morning, morning it. it. All right, Aunt. What is a simple pleasure that you relish? Uh, coming in to work on Monday morning to a freshly cleaned toolbox. Everything neat and organized, and you can literally find whatever it is that you need to put together. A freshly cleaned toolbox. I do get that because I I've made it my uh, my effort, Anthony. A couple of years ago that when I take a tool out of the toolbox to replace it when I'm done instead of just leaving it. And and when you have everything in its place and you're going to do a job or doing something around the house, it's awesome. Yes. Agree a thousand nice, percent. Anthony. Anything I, organized. I've tried to do that. <laughs> yeah, Kath. I've tried to do that. I've labeled everything. It's where it's supposed to go. And May I recommend I'm something? the only one that can read uh, yeah. in my house. I yeah. can recommend something to you that has been awesome. <laughs> Amazon came out a while ago and they tried. They they released this thing. It is there. It has. It's a. It's a toolkit. It almost looks like a like a briefcase. I have it. It's excellent. Yeah. It's it's velcroed together. And you open it up and everything is in slots. Well, it lays out flat. Yeah. This one. It's not velcroed. Mine. It's just simply. They, it 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 goes into little. Compartments and it's like a, a, a two two uh, uh, clamps that you open up and it spreads out. Similar idea, but it's got everything. Yeah, mine actually will lay out completely flat. And yeah, then, and then you fold it up and it velcros together, and it, it everything is is perfect where it needs to be. We'll see how long that lasts. <laughs> uh, how about this? Uh, number twenty two is having a picnic. Yes, uh, that's great. <laughs> I like eating outside. I, I, I don't know if I like eating down on the ground. The ground there's bugs that yeah. are crawling on your picnic yeah. basket. Yeah. Okay. I'm with you, cat. And then ferrets and uh, meerkats <laughs> will come in and steal your bear claws. What were you going to say, Nick? Uh, yeah, the blanket uh, you know, helps with the bugs. It's a, it's a little buffer <laughs> yeah. uh, for the bugs. Nah, you got on the blanket. I, I you, love... You build a trench around the blanket. Especially if, you've, if you're... If you're going for a bike ride or something like that to your destination or hiking and yes. you have it in your backpack yeah. and then you get there and you just set up and it's excellent. I bring a collapsible picnic table. It's yeah. a wonderful, a simple pleasure. With a picnic table, yes, I'm all about it. Yeah. On the ground, you can have it. When you have a picnic table, uh, like if you go camping, do you put out a uh, like a tablecloth over the picnic table? No. Do you eat it right off the picnic table? Yeah. Right. Just don't go camping. <laughs> I'm not asking you. Oh. I don't put the. I don't even put them on plate sink. I'll put the sandwich right onto the the picnic table. Oh, okay. You know what's cool? Uh, uh, sort of an addendum to that is when you have when you go camping and you uh, you use paper plates. Yeah. You can just toss them right in the fire when you're done. That's yeah, true. Absolutely. Yeah. Though they could burn to toxic gas. Well, I try to use styrofoam. Yeah. Use the extra. What I do? Oily plastic ones. If I go for a, like a long hike or bike ride, I, I have a thermos full of risotto. Okay. Okay. Uh, this is number 21. These are the top, uh, pleasures, simple pleasures by Americans in this poll. Uh, the sound of rain on the window. Mm. That's nice. It's nice. Number 20 is making someone smile or laugh. I do enjoy that. Yes. Number 19 is staying in bed on a Sunday morning. Right. Unless you have some sort of horrible spinal injury. Injury, yeah. Yeah. That would, uh, I'm just going to stay in bed. Yeah. You don't want to stay in bed. You want to get out of bed. Uh, number 18 is having dinner made for you. It is nice. That is really I nice. I mean, when you have someone, you know, um, like uh, whenever my wife makes something for me, it's, it's like, thank you. Like, yeah. like I tend to overthink you because the stuff is always so good. It's like, this is so good. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, number 17 is laughing out loud at a movie. 
Yes. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was watching Top Secret yesterday. I was telling you this, Preston. And there were a few points in that movie from the Zucker Brothers. They did the, they did the airplane movie. Uh, and uh, there are flat-out, full-blown laughs. I miss yes. uh, I miss cheering in a theater, you know, like uh, yeah. Avengers. It's over! Yeah. No, 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 no. Hey, no. no, no, no. Like cheering when, you know, when Captain S-U-C-C-E-S. America... Yes, when the crowd goes nuts at something and you have a collective reaction, that is great. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Finding money that you for- have forgotten oh, about. Dude. That's a good one. I found a $5 bill in my garden the other day. Yeah. I was like, this is amazing. That, was, now, that change we planted worked. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, I think that was better than finding like, you know, a five in your winter coat from last year. My wife has what she calls hidden, a hidden 20 in case we get down to nothing and say like pizza's coming or something. Right. And so we have the hidden 20. And sometimes she forgets the hidden 20s. I was going to say, do you know where it is? <laughs> She's forgotten a few hidden 20s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, let me get a couple of calls here. I'm going to go to Gonzo. Yo, Gonzo, you're on. Uba, baby. Uba. What's up, man? Hey, when you uh, drink that first cla- glass of cold water after getting cotton mouth, and it just goes right down, you feel it in your chest. It's perfect. Fresh, fresh, cool water that is, is good, wonderful. That yes. is a good, uh, simple pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. Right out of the toilet. All right, thanks, Gonzo. <laughs> Where are you got to get it, man? Uh, this one says uh, getting a delivery in the mail. Oh my God! Yeah, <laughs> number fourteen. <laughs> Unless it's a, like a subpoena. Amazon's here. Uh, number thirteen, not having to set the alarm on the weekend or on a day off. Do you oh. set your alarm on the weekend? I do. Oh God, no! no. God, you set no. your alarm on the weekend? Yeah. Why do you for do three that? whatever clock in the morning? No, no, no. I set it for. I, I get up naturally at three forty-five. I just wake up and then I go back to sleep. But wait I, a minute, I, why do you set your alarm? You see, you've told us many times over the years that you like have this biological clock that wakes I'm not going to not going to take the risk. What if I of, of missing waking up on the uh, weekend? I, 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 I want to make sure that I'm I, listen. Those cat boxes aren't going to clean themselves. Yeah, I got so to get them. I got to get them done by eight thirty. Yeah, what time do you have it uh, set for? It's seven. Seven. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, no, thank you. Well, who, who feeds the chickens? <laughs> um, Gene. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, that's, uh, not having to set the alarm is a simple pleasure. Uh, number 12 is going to the beach. Yes. I mean, who doesn't not like going to the beach? I guess some people might not like going to the beach. Your attitude on the beach has changed. You didn't, you didn't used to like it as much as you do now. Because of the water. No. <laughs> They've always had the water. Oh. No, but same thing with, like, going skiing. You gotta take all that crap with you. Yeah, that's, yeah. And the whole helps process when you live close to of it. all that. And now yeah. it's in proximity, and it's gonna be much <laughs> less of a chore. Less of an issue. There are so many people, there are so many variations, you know, besides the... Of of people who get rent places down at the shore. It's, it's an important... That... I mean, it is such a thing here, yeah. uh, and it's such an important thing. And and I, I think I, but I tend to believe that the beach in the cooler weather in the winter can be just as wonderful. I've been loving it. Yeah. yeah. But Nick, there might be a difference between um, going to the beach or spending a day at the beach. Okay. So, mm-hmm. like, just going and taking a walk on the beach is phenomenal. It's it's that's what I prefer. That's kind of my activity at the beach, just walking, observing, and yeah. then getting out. Yeah. As opposed to, all right, everybody, here we go. We're not going to be back till sunset. Yeah, so yeah. you know, let's yeah. get going. Let's get, get our two hundred things. Yeah, right. that's that's a bit much for me. I mean, listen, there was a time where I couldn't stand it, and that's when my kids were really little, and that's when we had to pack <laughs> everything up, and you just you lug it all down there, it's you work. unpack it, and then 
They need you're to only, go with them down into the water while yeah, they're playing and stuff. But then you're you're only there for like an hour or two because you know the kids are small and they can't be right, there, and right. so then you're lugging it all back. Uh, that that is a pain in the ass. But if you're actually going to be there for a little bit, and I'm telling you this uh, this beach cart that I got, um, you love it. It's like amazing. All right, number eleven is stunning views. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. How can well, how can listen, you not? Yeah, I mean that's that's a great simple pleasure. Vistas, or you you look and you again anything that reminds you of your place in the universe when you're looking at something majestic and yeah. something that has stood the test of time and is will go on and on after you're gone and to realize yeah. that you're just a blip, you're yeah. nothing, mm-hmm. yes. you're crap, you're <laughs> insignificant, right. But it doesn't, listen, it does not have to be a view of the Rockies or a no, view of the Grand be, you Canyon. you can watch the Rocky movie. Right, no, but I was riding my bike last week, and I turned down this street, yeah. and uh, at the end of the street was a golf course. But beyond the golf course was Philadelphia. And, yeah. I, was, and I was like, that's really nice looking. Damn. Damn. Okay, we got ten left here. Here's right. the top ten simple pleasures in life, according top to 10. Uh, this uh, uh, survey of Americans. Number ten is a match on Hinge or another dating site with someone that you're attracted to. Uh, this is an experience I've not had. Yeah. No, but I it's got to ha- be great, yes. I would think. I was happily married uh, you prior know? to this. Yes. Uh, number nine is home cooking. Yes. Yes, I agree. Something like, uh, what is your favorite, like, and somebody, like when Michelle cooks something for you, a home-cooked meal, what, what, is the, what is the greatest joy? What does she make for you that just sets your heart a, a pumping? Um... Her, her, uh, I guess it would be the uh, uh, the potato casserole, the hash brown casserole, oh, pretty damn yeah. good, or yeah. scalloped potatoes. There we yeah, go. Anything with potatoes. Okay, I'm, I'm on board. So, uh, anytime my wife makes chicken cutlets, I'm like, all right, game on. Um, uh, number eight is wearing an outfit that makes you feel good. Yes, mm-hmm. there's a one summer dress that I love <laughs> that I will wear out by the pool. Wearing an outfit that makes you feel well. Good. Yes, I like. Um, listen, I yeah. There's Free t-shirts. I can understand that. Yes, yeah. free t-shirts from. I don't think yeah. that's what they're Absolutely. talking no, about. No, free t-shirts. That, that mentioned a particular charity I mean, for, event that happened eight years ago. Preston, for a female, absolutely one hundred percent. Maybe yep. not as much for you. Yeah. Uh, number seven, seeing flowers and trees blossom. Yes. yes. Absolutely. Right now. Right now. Yeah, right yeah, now. When you walk around, you, see, you know, come out of the, the, the death of winter and start mm-hmm. to, even though that tree that you didn't think was going to come back and be, you walk down the street and suddenly it's, it smells like semen. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Those are everywhere. Yeah, yeah, they're they everywhere. But uh, they're pretty. The, the they are. The, the, well, the, semen's pretty. The flowers are starting to come off of them now. But, uh, yeah, right now. So that scent, that overpowering yeah. scent is going to be dying off shortly. So take it in while you can. Uh, number six is spotting a species of bird you've never seen before. Right, Kathy? Oh, that's yeah, in that the top sounds six. like a real joy. I tell you what, though, over the weekend, <laughs> I saw this twice. Uh, saw an osprey fly over with a fish. Badass. In its oh. talons. I'm like, that's pretty damn so, cool, man. We went to John Hines, the uh, um, the park, uh, you know, the uh, nature Wildlife preserve, right, right, yeah. over, right over by the airport. And there was this. Is that any good? It's awesome. Is it? It's awesome. Uh, uh, Kathy, you got to take Jace there. It's, I mean, it's sensational. Uh, there was an osprey sitting way up on a branch with a huge fish. Preston, and they're, 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 you'll see turtles and, and fish and everything. It's amazing. All right. Number Five on the list. I'm, I, listen, I, I'm I'm conscious of this. I do this. I find no pleasure in this. 
doing exercise. Mm. Exercising. One of the great simple pleasures in life. Top five of these 50. I would say after it's over. But yeah. yeah. The, the sense of accomplishment yeah. afterwards is good. I'm glad I did that. But while exercising, no. no. <laughs> I, so I, no. <laughs> I am in the stage right now where I have a slight bit of a muscle pull. I, I power oh, through man. it. So it's not pleasant. Right. However, there are times when uh, I do get the rush. I do get the pheromone rush. I do it every day and I do... Every other day, I'm doing a longer version of it, you know. But yes, it's not it's not something that a lot of times I'm going, Woo-hoo! right, right, can't wait. Yeah, but I do I do get that feeling actually while I'm riding my bike. Yes. I do. Um, well, that's a fun that you, and you're then moving you, around. But um, sometimes I might be going up a hill, and I with every pedal will I mean literally curse. I'll be like you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, number four is, and I love this, finishing a really good book. When you when you wrap it up and you and you've you've got that sense of accomplishment, I but love just, that. But you dread when you get on that like that last chapter and it's been awesome. Yes, like, I don't oh, want it to end. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> number three is watching your favorite movie. Well, your favorite movie. It, it's it's Nirvana. Yep. Uh, number two. These are the top. 50 simple pleasures in life. Number two is a nice dinner. Food's in there a lot. I love it. Food is, listen, Dude, that's, why, that's why we end up doing the connoisseur like yeah. a couple times a week because it's just. It's a commonality. It's, food it's something. Awesome. It's, it's sustenance and it's also joy. It's relatable. Yeah. Food is relatable. I, I used to have a. a it's delightful. I, I had a, a personal motto, and this is so 80s, it's ridiculous. And this is me, like, uh, you know, in high school. Eating is bitch. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I used to say. Wow. Well, all right. It's accurate, I guess. Eating is bitch. Bitch was a term back then. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Not bitch. Not like bitchin'. No, it's yeah. bitch. Okay. We shortened bitchin' to okay. bitch. Dude, that is so bitch. It's very fetch. Oh, my God. And then the last one, number one, is listening to your favorite songs. Huh? That's what people find as the top simple pleasure in life. Listening to your favorite music. Yeah. I, it, music Beautiful. is great. I find myself going to it less... Um, you know now, I, um, but when I do get those moments, my in the car or when I am in bed, like uh, and I shut off the TV and in the dark, I call out some playlist that I listen to. We we have we have music on all the time. Yeah, at my house, which yeah. has been something new that I've done. Michael Buble the pandemic, and uh, it's all kinds of stuff. It's just yeah. some Buble in there, but I love it. Yeah, I actually um I, I take my headphones with me wherever I go. Like, and if I'm shopping at like the Acme or yeah. wherever, I, I throw my headphones in, and I you know I have a soundtrack. You rock out, yeah. Mm. All right, so uh, an interesting look. Uh, this list, I'll have to get this over to Marissa and see if we can post. You already posted it. Yeah, she's already got it up. If you if you want to take a look at the full list of fifty simple pleasures, remind but, yourself. Well, and it might give you some ideas too. There's yeah. some there's some activities on here that you maybe haven't done in a long time. Guys, I apologize. You've been on hold for ten minutes or so, but we had to we had to get to, to number one. Number one, and uh, we didn't have a whole Thanks lot of for time calling, to though. It, so, but we do appreciate that. We're going to take a break. We'll be back. Is your phone an app hole? You know, full of useless apps taking up space? Well, get rid of them and get the WMMR app. You can listen to us wherever you go, get important alerts, and so much more. Because, after all, the world needs less app holes. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. 
Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagles season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Window Nation, you feeling the heat, mm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution, call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double hung, sliders, 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Final. Hey, uh, this is is a very short story. There's very little to this, but there's one thing about this I did like. A large amount of contraband has been confiscated from a dorm at the Board River Correctional Institution. South Carolina Department of Corrections said 34 shanks, 10 cell phones, 3 SIM cards, and a bong made from a chicken bone were found. (laughs) What? They also found 8 lighters, 2 Pop-Tart boxes filled with prescription medication, and 3 bags of homemade wine that were all confiscated. Mr. Purchasing that bong I heard about earlier (laughs) in the news. (laughs) Mr. Simmons. Uh, Shanks, you said? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's a prison. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is yeah, a correctional yeah. facility. This is from uh, the Broad River Correctional Institution. All right. So they found 34 shanks. That was really good. I, they display them over at Eastern State Penitentiary, yeah. some of the shanks. I guess that's actually a shiv. A shank yeah. is when you... It's a verb. It's when you stab someone. Right, right, right. Oh, yeah. okay. You've been shanked by a shiv. A shiver. Oh, mm-hmm. I never knew that. Well, now you know. Yeah. Mm. Uh, locals in Falkirk, Scotland, were freaked out after saying they spotted a person dressed up as a medieval doctor walking around in full plague gear. Oh, which looks like a like a beak. A giant bird. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty freaky. So those in surrounding towns say that they have also seen more than one person in the freaky costume. Some on social media say that the plague doctors have been seen standing in the streets and roaming the towns. Uh, some reports that none of the sightings have been reported to the police in Scotland as of yet. Yeah, we had one of those. We used it for uh, one of our "Bird is the Word" <laughs> promo videos. Yeah, yeah it was good. Yeah, it was weird. But yeah, 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 that's freaky. Uh, yeah, that those... used to be a doctor's outfit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. During the plague. Yeah. Uh, New, New York. <laughs> New York State Police arrested a man three times. On the same day, mm. it took place on March the 7th in Orange County City of Newburgh. Uh, the first arrest occurred at 7, uh, 55 a.m. Troopers say that uh, this gentleman, what is his name here? It just says Radek. Okay. Radek. He's yeah. a robot. Uh, was driving a Jeep when he was stopped for a vehicle and traffic law violation. Second arrest occurred at 2.30 p.m. Troopers say that Radek was driving a Honda Civic when the trooper pulled him again. I am Radek. <laughs> the trooper immediately recognized Radek from the earlier stop. You are the trooper arrested me earlier. <laughs> Radek remembers. This time, the trooper. <laughs> are you arresting me again? Radek wants to know. 
From the earlier stop this time, the trooper said Radek had 1.3 grams of heroin and crack cocaine in the car. Uh, he was. Redek does not respond to narcotics. <laughs> he was charged with a misdemeanor drug charge. He was issued a ticket in order to appear in court on April 19th. And the final arrest occurred at 5.45 p.m. Radek was back in the Jeep this time. When he was stopped for multiple vehicle and traffic law violations. Redek enjoys having the top down. <laughs> the trooper. Blowing through my that is the way of Redek. The trooper determined that Redek was impaired by drugs. Uh, he was given two felony charges and released on appearance. Ticket to appear in court on April 20th. Three times in one day. Hmm. Uh, Charles Pohl thought that he would make some extra cash when he decided to build a small suite for himself in his backyard and sell his house on the property. Instead, the 81-year-old is paying for the, is um, paying for the trouble of discovering the ruins of a long-lost 13th-century palace under his lawn in Somerset, what? England. There's a 13th-century palace under his lawn. Uh-huh. That well, he move in there. Uh, historians had been trying to locate the whereabouts of the building from the Middle Ages. For... I just wanted to live in a shack. <laughs> uh, they've been they've been looking for this place for two hundred years. Wow! But we're apparently digging around the wrong backyards. They're digging in the wrong place. Uh, what's that from? Where's the lost Thank you, thank you. Uh, so historians have been looking for it for that long. Uh, builders put a halt to their groundbreaking when they found the remains, which consisted of. Uh, preserved wall foundations, flooring, and some 12th century pots. I use my whip to swing down in there. <laughs> uh, the palace was home to bishops for 800 years, this- including a bishops of Bath and Wells before it went missing. Thank you for letting us out. It went missing in the 18th century. Somebody misplaced the palace. We're looking at the excavation site. It's pretty amazing. Wow, yeah. And uh, here he is with his own personal redeck. Uh, the ruins are clearly of a medieval date and represent two phases of development on the site, a spokesperson said. An archaeologist told the BBC that over the centuries, locals would have taken stones from the palace to use in their own construction. Uh, the site will be protected where builders, archaeologists, and historians make records until eventually covering it over. So I, I can't def- build my shack. So development can commence. So I don't know if this guy will get anything out of this or not for uh, well, being on his property, but he should. It's a historical. It's pro- it probably falls under the uh, the domain of the government, right? Well, maybe. I'm not really it's sure. a historical site. You should get a finder's fee or something, yeah. man. All right. Uh, then we'll do or at one, least some turkey bacon. One more. <laughs> we can do that. Yeah. Uh, one more story. A man claims a bitter feud over a final paycheck ended with 500 pounds of pennies delivered to his driveway. <laughs> Uh, Andreas Flatten said that when he submitted his two-week notice in writing in November, hell hath no fury like his frustrated boss. He said he froze and he stared at me for like a minute straight. 
I remember this so clearly. He gets up, puts his hands on his head, walks out the door, and disappeared for about an hour. He didn't say anything. This is him telling him he was resigning. (laughs) Flatnip worked at Walker Luxury Auto Works uh, for a year. He had known the owner for eight years, but Flatten said that the constant turnover and toxic work environment took a toll. Mm. Flatten claims on his last day he delivered his uniforms, washed, and in a box, complete with another letter explaining why he was leaving. He said his boss promised his final check would be paid in January. Well, it never arrived. He said his boss accused him of damages. He said, honestly, at this point, never expected him to pay. Flatten called Georgia's Department of Labor. Five months later, he was paid, presumably the full $915 in pennies. He said that comes out to be about 504 pounds of pennies. And weren't they all slimed up, too? He said, I have nowhere to put them. I have no idea what I was going to do. And how do I get money from pennies, he said. Well, they are money. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, and also, yeah, they were covered in some type of oil and can't be cashed until they're clean. Oh, man. So this guy really is, is screwing. This is dude, he left the job. He quit. He gave a two-weeks notice. Yeah. And then if you're leaving because you describe it as a toxic work environment, I think this really helps his case. I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, Flatten stored the pennies in his garage inside a large wheelbarrow until he figures out what he, <laughs> what he can do with them. He's got to clean them, and then obviously you got to sort and do all that stuff. So maybe maybe he'll find something online where the only payment they accept is oil-covered pennies. That'd be nice. All right, and that is what I have in the B-File for you at this point in time. We'll be back in just a moment and more to give away with the lesson questions. Stay there. See what you've been hearing with WMMR.com's Video On Demand. Watch highlights from Preston and Steve shenanigans, station events, and take a peek behind the scenes at the station. You'll marvel at how anything gets done around here. WMMR.com Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding! Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagles season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Steven only sells real natural earthborne diamonds. Well, you're right. But Steven will never sell a lab-grown diamond. But he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled by real natural earthborne diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Steven Singer Jewelers. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Before I do my intro, okay. can can you hear me, Amy? Hi, Amy, are you there? Yeah. Amy. Oh my God, I'm sorry. All right, well, I, no, no, it's all right. I just, I like to always oh, to do a nice big intro, so let me do that now. Ladies and gentlemen, from Evanescence, it's Amy. Hey! Hey! Hi, guys. What a hey. nice intro. How are you? 
good. Thanks Excellent. for having me. Oh, are you kidding me? It's it's great. Listen, we had just played uh, Better Without You. Uh, so r- leading right into this, and of course, it's obviously it's on the album uh, The Bitter Truth, which is finally uh, <laughs> yeah. out. And and I wanted to ask you about that because you were you were talking about this album. I mean, was it done already, like in 2019? I mean, in the can and ready to go or close to it? No, no, not at all. Oh, okay. Um, we really wrote most of it last year. Yeah, okay. during everything. All right, then I, I had read that you had you had asked you wanted people to hear it at that point, so I read something incorrect. Oddly enough, there was some misinformation that I found <laughs> on the web. Um, <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Well, we we started it a while back. You know, we'd been working in bits and pieces through 2019. Um, in between tours, we just sort of started putting time aside when we were all together. We live all over the world. Um, all over the country, and now we have a member who lives in Germany, Jen, who we've been away from since wow. before the pandemic. She's been with us remotely on this thing since the first four songs, but we made it happen. Yeah. We did. It, it's such a man. It. Hallelujah. It, no, it, no, it's very cool. And, and honestly, it, it, the entire world has gone through a maelstrom of, of stuff. Uh, you know, obviously with the the, the COVID and, and all that stuff. And then you guys has, have also, all of you, at some level, been dealing with personal crises. And, um, you know, here you are at this end of it, releasing music into the world, connecting with people and what you, you love doing. Is there just a big sigh of, it? you know, relief now that it's out there? I, I, I can't imagine what that process is like and what you're currently experiencing. It feels so good. It really does. And for us, you know, it's not something we do every other year. It's something that is, you know, it comes out when it when it happens, when when the inspiration hits and the time is right and everything lines up and we know what we want to do. So more than ever, it feels like a very special occasion for us. And, you know, like you said, having so much to get off of our chest personally and just feeling connected, you know, with the rest of this, the world in this in this time of the last couple of years, just strain and, and loss and frustration, feels so good to be in a rock band. Yeah, <laughs> pour all that out into the music. I can't tell you how good it feels. And now, you know, I'm such a, I'm such a, I don't know, detail critic. Um, always hearing all the little things I want to chip away and change. To finally have it done and not be listening to that anymore and just to listen in my car and enjoy it, it feels really, really good. Okay, I yeah. wanted to ask about that in particular. So, and and I would imagine all artists, musicians, maybe not all, but some go through this where you have this final product, you're very proud of it. Uh, it, it, you know, it's it's sat for a little while, it's, it's sunken in. Do you go back and go, man, I wish we would have done that. <laughs> I wish I would have, I wish I would have added this harmony. I wish I would have tweaked this and that. Are, are you okay that- with, or is that just natural? <laughs> That hasn't happened yet. Okay. Um, I, I don't. I don't think that about the new stuff. I really. It's funny. I, I start. I'm hearing so many little things when we're still. When there's still the chance to change it, I'm hearing this and that and this and I don't know and maybe this and one more of this and we need more backer bubbles and all that. But then once it's done, um, finally stepping away, I'm like, I don't even remember all the details I was honing in on anymore. It just sounds great. Yeah, you know what, and, and that's why I would probably I would be a lousy uh, producer or anything in that position because I'd all, you you constantly want to be changing and tweaking yeah. and, and and doing this and that. You had yeah. Nick uh, Rascalentis as your producer, one of the, the the best rock guy that there is to it. And, yes. and does he uh, tell me about your working with him and what that experience is like? He's he's the best. He's incredible, um, and that's part of what makes that happen he's he's very much in on the details like i am we um work really well together we don't always have the exact same idea it's good to have somebody who has 
different ideas and goes, hey, you know, maybe you should try this one other thing. But really, it's so good to have somebody that you really trust who can say, you know, when you're like, what's better, A or B? Like this take or that one or like for me to go up here or go down here. Somebody who's just like a good sounding board of like, dude, it sounds great when you do it when you go up. Let's let's go for that. You got to have that. All right. I also wanted to ask, you know, Steve had mentioned the fact that there was there's a lot of uh, of uh, uh there's a lot of message you're getting across uh, with this music. There's a lot of things happening. You mentioned a lot of tragedy. There's some good things too, but um, I, I wanted to ask you on a personal note. When, when I will, uh, I will sometimes listen to songs for years and have no idea what the artist was trying to, the message that they were trying to get through right. in this song. Now I may love the melody and the harmonies and the rhythm and all that stuff, and I like the song, but don't really know what it's about. Um, sure. How do you feel about that? When you poured emotion, when you poured, you've written these <laughs> lyrics, you're getting across a very specific theme that you want, and people don't get it. Is that okay? It's totally okay. Okay. Um, honestly, I, I write in a way that is very cathartic for me. And in some of these songs, I, I hear what I'm saying, and I'm like, there's no way anybody can hear this other than exactly what I mean. <laughs> but there is. And something that's really beautiful about art and music is when people can take it and apply it to their own life for their own particular personal experience, what they're going through and let it be that for them. Um, I think that's a beautiful thing. And it, it, it's funny because I want to break down and explain as much as I can about our lyrics kind of, but there's another part of me that doesn't because it's sort of better when you see what it turns into for somebody else. It's kind of more powerful that way. I've had songs that totally moved me and I didn't know <laughs> that they were about something for, for many, many years. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, that's what that was about. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, but therein lies the beauty of the subjective nature of, of music. But I, there's something, yeah. and I wonder if you agree with this. And it, I think it might, in some way, speak to why vinyl has become more popular again. The, 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 um, the, the having album cover art and having an artist. I, I used to use when I would listen to music and listen to a, to an album, an actual record. I would look at the the art, and a lot of times. Uh, you you had additional messages being conveyed through that. Yes, did, did that's yeah. something you remember fondly and. Yeah, yeah, that's a cool thing, right? We don't have that anymore, yes. really. Yeah, yeah. That's always. Yeah, we do. I <laughs> I do that. Yeah, you I know, know you I, do. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, because I feel like that's what's so cool is you can have so many, there are so many different ways to express yourself um, and to make an image kind of have a deeper impact. That's why music videos are so cool. Do we, we actually just, just filmed our better without you video. It's going to be so cool um, in Minneapolis. Actually, we road tripped it. I drove 13 hours in the car <laughs> with Troy and my girl, Beth. Wow. Um, it was really fun. Uh, got cheese curds and everything. Uh, anyway, <laughs> When you can take, you know, something and go, okay, here's a visual also that sort of feels like the world that this is that this is living in. I don't know. That's a that is a huge part of it, whether it's album artwork or whatever. Yeah. Um, and we do that. We we almost always have some sort of like animal or insect or something that's like our secret spirit animal that goes with <laughs> the music for each era. This one's a nautilus. And to me, that spiral shape is has always been like a 
some kind of a symbol of like eternity, you know, like it keeps going until you can't see it anymore. And right. it makes me think about the future and the past and the soul and like the depths of things. So it just fits. And it's like, it doesn't have to be that anybody really knows that explanation, but it feels that way to me. Mm. So maybe it'll feel like that to somebody else on a subconscious level. Cool. Uh, uh, Amy Lee, I was actually uh, having a discussion over the weekend and, and your name was brought up as well as uh, Taylor Momsen, uh, Lizzie Hale and, and Dorothy. And it was because we were watching the pregame for the NCAA uh, Final Four, and they mm. had a giant Miley Cyrus concert. Now, so I, I don't want to knock Miley Cyrus at all, but she was, you know, for the masses, the female representation of rock music. And I and I was um, and I listened to her album, and I like he it. likes her a lot, I, and yeah. I do. And it, so, so that's why I'm saying I'm not knocking Miley, but I was like, right. I was a little bit perplexed on why they're having her represent rock and roll when she is not classically known as a rock artist and i thought man amy lee would have been perfect for this lizzie hale would have been perfect taylor momsen dorothy yeah. there had so many you know other i thought better representations of rock music and i wasn't sure what your thoughts were on her being a rock act now and i'm not asking you to knock anything either yeah, and and again, without knocking her with you, um, <laughs> I, I I'm with you on that. I I feel like it has to do with the people in place that are putting those kind of productions together. They need yeah. to hire you guys. They need yeah. if there's if there's a place where you know rock music is going to be represented. There's so much rock music with millions of fans. Like rock is no way dead. Like right. it is full, full alive, but we need people in, in the positions of, of power and placement to recognize and tap into that rock world instead of always trying to make it, well, what'll just get the most people, you know, that have heard this name before or whatever to, to, to care about it. Um, it, that just feels a little bit like a, a, well, manufactured a, a business really. move, a corporate yeah, yeah, yeah. move. Yeah, no, you know, that's exactly like it. Get the numbers. But, yeah. That's always frustrating. It's cool to be the underdog, right. but at the same time, it's like, well, rock is real. You know, <laughs> there are people out there that like it. Give, give it a chance for sure. Yeah, yeah, but my wife did bring up the point that uh, she is, uh, you know, she's a different name out there. And so it, it maybe she is going to be that entree, right? Maybe somebody's going to watch her, listen to her, and go, well, hang on a second. I like this style of music. And maybe right. somebody... Take a deeper dive. Maybe somebody who wouldn't have known about Evanescence is now all totally. of a sudden introduced as a result of that. I was like, okay, well, that's a healthy perspective, I guess. Yeah, totally. You know, and in case you brought up the, you know, the all the all the, the, the great female rockers that are, that are out there now, and, and I always kind of think of you... As um, you, for me and for us, I think here represented the turn where we were like, you know, we, we had obviously legendary voices in rock, but you represented this next wave that I think is still going on. Um, and and I, you were the flashpoint, I think. And, and it seems like um, your, your, your contemporaries, and I've read interviews with all of them where they, they cite you as that step off point that has to come with a bit of pride. That's really cool. It's, you know, it's so much cooler doing uh, all of this now, later on in life with the experience and the respect that comes along with, you know, just doing it for a long time and um, surviving so much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's, 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 I would way rather be where I am now than where, it, what it felt like when we were starting out. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
it's badass. It's incredible. <laughs> you know, there are so many people that came before me, you know, um, that have influenced me. So many rad women. It's not like I'm like this one pillar of rock. There have been women in rock from the beginning. Yeah, but, um, you, but you, had a, you had a style which I kind of... See, is almost like dominatrix esque, <laughs> and let me let me explain because they they incorporate pleasure and pain, yeah. And right. so the yeah. the instrumentation is the pain, and your voice yeah. is the pleasure. You have this smoothness mm. about you, and then there's that raw edge of the music that Operatic. go together. So, I mean, you know, contrast, yeah, 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 yeah. contrast, so, you know, on a visual audio, whatever level, I like to hear two really different things coming together to make that beautiful swirl. And, yeah. and is, I, I want to be the first one who has ever called you a dominatrix. <laughs> has anybody ever done that? <laughs> oh, you're not the first. <laughs> We're on Zoom with Amy so we can see her in the yes. room that she's in. Are those Care Bears and Smurf dolls behind you? Yeah. <laughs> What's your pleasure? <laughs> Do you have any My Little Ponies? Because Kathy was never allowed to uh, have a My Little Pony when she was a kid. Yeah. Wait. Um, oh, wait, we're oh, going to take a look. She's taking the camera over. I'll describe to the audience. Oh yes, she's oh, on the pony. I try to keep it in perspective so, like, the Grammys and the awards have, like, right. yeah. dolls all around. It's like oh. in front of a gold record and oh, a Grammy, there's a My Little Pony. Several. Wait, and I love the caravan. My Little Pony climbing the Grammy right now. <laughs> oh, the Raggedy Ann up there. Amy, I used to go to my neighbor's house um, and play with the neighbor because she had My Little Ponies. And for whatever reason, and it wasn't that I wasn't allowed to have them, but my mom never got them for me, and I was traumatized as a kid. I would really your mom wanted probably them. thought they were sinful or something. It's <laughs> really funny. I, I honestly like I didn't have that many toys as a kid, but there was I don't know why. Like there's so many cool '80s collectible. I mean, it's not like it's not like it's only the '80s. It happened later too with Pokemon and Bean Babies and everything else. But like. I, when I got to be a teenager and all that stuff was like at flea markets and cheap, I was like, I'm buying every toy that I ever wanted now. Yeah, now that you can afford it, go for it. Yeah, absolutely. So, Amy, with the with the new record and new music, what are your thoughts on touring and, and um, what it's going to be like over the next few months? Because so much of that is up in the air for so many different acts. Yeah, um, we're not going to be out there this summer, uh, but we are making plans for the end of the year. Um, and I am... I just can't wait. It's been just this thing where we keep making plans. And this is like with tour and everything else over the last year and a half almost now. You just keep making plans and keep having to push them back. And then you just keep making them again and keep making them again. And keep, you know, waiting for that time when you don't have to postpone it again. Um, so we just keep making plans. Yeah. And I, I feel like now, you know, we're in a different situation than when we were in last year when we just kept pushing it back hoping for something. Now there's a vaccine. Now things are changing. I've already gotten my first shot. Um, we're headed towards the end of not being able to do it anymore. So we are going to <laughs> unleash the fury. I am so ready to get out there and just play and feel what it feels like to be on stage just immersed fully in music with a group of hot and sweaty people. Don't you want that so bad? Yeah, right absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. Yes, As a matter so. of fact, I'm, I mean, when was the last time you played our... MMRBQ. How many years? Obviously, it wasn't last year. Was no, that was that two years ago? Uh, I, yeah, oh, 2019. I yeah, because yeah. Uh, I had a great memory of uh, being in the 
uh, commissary, if you will. And I believe they right. might have been uh, serving kielbasa sausage. <laughs> and I started singing Tenacious D. Tenacious and D. you were there. <laughs> and you actually sang with me a little bit. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Your butt that. cheeks is warm. <laughs> yes. That was our road trip music. That yeah. we, just, we were just on that road trip. It was all Tenacious D. Like, That's every, awesome. all of it. Uh, I'm we, old school fan from like the cable days. Yeah, like the HBO show. They they played our uh, they played the MM barbecue one year, and they were no that was at the it was a festival. festival. Yeah, yeah, it's a festival. Uh, another festival that we did, and nobody really knew them except the musicians. And it was yeah. it was wild to see that the audience was like, "What in the yeah. f?" It was, it was before every, Jack Black was a, right. was a household name. Man. Every band was lined up stage side, and yes. they were like freaking out. It was just hilarious. Mm-hmm. It's so funny because it's one of those things, right? Like Spinal Tap, where bands get it on a level where it, especially with the Tenacious D, their, their musicianship is so good. Yeah, that's part of what makes it so funny. <laughs> like all the details of like talking about writing a song and everything, you just relate to it. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, I, like I, that's right, and it actually sounds great. It does. <laughs> they're they're really great, and 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 Pick a Destiny is just a, you know you can watch that over and over again. Uh, I wanted to ask you when you when you are um, when you're performing and you're getting back to the concert um, uh, dynamic. What's the better scenario? You're able to roll out the music, and a lot of your listeners have heard it. They're live, perform live with that energy, or they come already pre-schooled on the music because they've been listening to it over and over again off of the album. You know, it's cool when they know it a little bit. That one of the one of the cool things about this situation is we're going to be going out there playing the new album right and by the time we're able to be up on stage playing it the, the fans have been living it with it for a year right. I mean, we started releasing the songs you know already a year ago now um so it, it won't be that Ooh, what's this one i haven't heard it before i mean it'll be <laughs> cool to hear it live but they'll know the words and i think that's going to be really powerful yeah. I'd, I'd always i remember when i would be going to a concert uh i i would take a little bit of time to do the work to get the album yeah. and listen yeah. to it, yeah, and then go. It's a completely totally. different experience. And would you were you the same way when you were when you were pre rock yes. star? Yeah, yeah. I've, even now, like if we're gonna go to a show and it's a band that like a friend wants to go to that I don't really know that well, or I know like the hits, but I don't want to be that person. Yeah, like you always jam that album that day when you're like getting ready to go, just yeah. so you're kind of familiar with what's going to happen. It makes it more exciting when, when totally. the songs you like do happen. It serves you better as, as the, you're paying for this ticket. Yeah. You know, you're, you're going to yeah. get more out of it. If you listen to the material, I remember uh, rush had done a tour and it was a concept album that they had. And they said they were going to mainly just be playing music from that. So I did my work. I right. listened to it. I yeah. loved it. Our boss did not listen to it. Yeah. He thought it was a lousy concert. I thought it was an there awesome concert. Yeah. So that yeah. can be the difference. You got to listen to the material. I totally be... agree. Hey, I wanted to ask because uh, uh, Taylor Momsen's name came up. Lizzie Hale's name came up. There are a couple of the featured uh, backup singers on this album. There are several people that you, you uh, uh, brought on board. Uh, and all of this done remotely. Um, how was that? I mean, just a quick phone call and yeah, they're in type of thing. Pretty much. Um, It wasn't completely remote. That was uh, when we were recording Use My Voice. It was right before the shutdown. It was the beginning of last year. So um, we recorded in Nashville. Um, That's where Nick's studio is. And Lizzie, and they live here. So it was easy for her to come by, like, check out the song, 
get in the booth. And Dina Jacob from Viridia, my friend who helped me actually write a little bit of the song. She could come in. She lives here. So we did that. But also, I just like texted and called a couple friends and was like, I don't know, you want to lay a vocal down on this? And everybody wow. said yes. And awesome. Really cool. You guys all have your own style and all shine in your own ways. But when you're watching Lizzie, do you kind of sit there and go, a little less? <laughs> don't destroy me on this. Her voice no, is I hear so Lizzie, I'm like, turn that girl up. <laughs> That's so cool that you guys all live out there. That's just one of those cities that I need to get to. Uh, well, are you in Nashville? Yeah, I am now. Wow. I was in Brooklyn for 13 years. It's wow. weird. It's different, but yeah, totally. it's good. We're closer to my parents here. Hey, okay. um, I wanted to, uh, listen, I don't know if you have the details, or, and if you do, if you're allowed to give them out or not, but uh, you are going to be announcing a streaming concert uh, next month. Can you talk about that right now or no? I don't know. I haven't talked about it yet because I didn't think I was supposed to, but you just spilled the beans. Feel free to get in trouble because of us. Yeah, Nobody's listening. (laughs) We are. We're working on it. We're just now talking about the set list. So um, we are are doing something. Yes. Okay. I've watched a lot of streaming concerts over the last year, and it is, I mean, there's some really, really great things. Um, uh, I'm a huge Fish fan, and uh, Trey Anastasio did a, a run of shows at the Beacon, and what they did, which I thought was really, really cool, is they performed towards the back of the stage, right? And so, all, oh. and and then they lit up all the seats behind them. I mean, just oh. uh, are you talking like you know, just visuals alone? Because obviously, the music's going to you know speak for itself. But the visuals alone, I thought that was a really cool visual. That is really cool. That's a good idea. Hey, what? Uh, we still have to figure out what we're going to do exactly. When when you're putting the set list together, what's um, what's most important, opener or closer? To you? <laughs> what do you think? That is a difficult question. Um, Man, uh, the opener is really important. I'm tempted to say the closer, but honestly, like the way you start the show really sets up the whole energy of the night. If you come in strong, like that is going to just get everybody to buy into everything else you're about to do. So I think starting is really important, but ending's important too because whatever you end with, hmm. that's what's going to be in everybody's head for the rest of the night. I saw a cheap trick one time, and they opened with "I want you to yes, want me." And yes, we were like, "What?" <laughs> and I still remember that to this day. I mean, that blew me away. There's a lot of there's a lot that can go into. There's a lot behind those moves. I think that's a statement. It's like if you guys came to just hear this one song, you can leave now. <laughs> We're not the rest gonna... of the show is for the fans. You guys want to go to the bathroom? Just go. Yeah. Here's the back. Uh, this is for the fans now. That's what that says to me. <laughs> we, we had a show one time, and we won't mention the band, but the band opened and closed with their hit at the yeah. time. It was like it was, it was a weird. It was a weird thing. Well, it was the New Radicals, it and the new... they they really didn't have much material. Much and, and, uh, and and that's a great song. You get what you get. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, but hey, I wanted to um, and I. I don't know if we've talked to you since you guys uh, released your cover of The Chain, but what a, an amazing rendition of that song. And I just wanted to Thanks. thank you for doing that, choosing to do that and, and Boy, releasing and, it. Yeah. And ballsy, too. Yeah. You know? I mean, Thanks. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a bold uh, mm-hmm. shot at a really a song that's got its own identity, for sure. It was awesome. Totally. Man, it felt really good to do. We, Our band is made up of people, we all have a little bit of a different taste um, in music and we all like different things. And, you know, some of that contrast between us is what makes it great. But one place that we all super agree is Fleetwood Mac. Uh. So to be able to go in and for us all to just be like, yes, like equally excited to have the opportunity to do it was really cool. And my thought on covers 
is always find a new way, like make it somehow like really your own because if if it's really just going to be another version of the original like that's just i don't know i want to go hear the original then like that yeah, to me is like that, you're that just is, reminding people of a version they like better yeah which is yeah, yeah it's totally. a problem like, yeah bring something bring a new perspective to the table and see if you can show you know another potential interpretation of the music so i, I that song definitely you know it's it's different it's, well, you, it's very different from the original i really like yeah. it you mentioned each band member having their own taste and then the, confirm or deny is your number one pie choice these days pecan pie and how did that happen <laughs> You guys researched deep. <laughs> you on it, can you um, confirm or, or deny? Confirm. I love pecan pie. <laughs> um, I mean, I like food in general. I'm a food person, but um, I yeah, I think that was like last Thanksgiving or something. I was like, okay, I'm making a mark in time. Like this is my favorite. I'm tired okay. of playing around. This isn't a joke anymore. So yeah. you pronounced it pecan pie, which is how I say it as yeah. well. Steve says pecan. pecan. Yeah. So then, where where are yeah. you from? Where did you grow up that you got that pronunciation? I actually grew up all over. Um, my dad's in was in radio for thirty years, so we're kind of a no dialect family. Um, South Florida is okay. where I grew up as a small child, but then Illinois and then Arkansas. But I mean, I've lived everywhere, kind of. All right, what did he do in radio? But pecan. We say pecan. <laughs> pecan. What did he do in radio? He did what you do. He was a DJ, a program director, morning show. Oh, we traveled. A, that's why we moved around a lot. You know, just different jobs. Wow, cool, excellent. Well, listen. We're excited about the the prospect of uh, maybe you know, a streaming show coming up, and obviously yeah. you doing the live stuff, which is going to be fantastic. And, and the new album is great. So, Amy Lee, congratulations to you, the rest of the guys uh, in the band, Thank you. Uh, and just keep doing what you're doing. And, and we love it. and We appreciate it. Thank you. Can't wait to see you in person again. Yes, the bitter truth, Amy Lee Evanescence. Thank you very much, hey. and thanks for coming on this morning. So, wow. She's so cool. She's awesome. I love it. Uh, we do need to take a break. Uh, or wait, no, we don't. We don't? What am I talking about? Why are you lying? I, I, wait, wait, no, no. Do we need to take a break? Yeah. We will take a break. <laughs> okay. Uh, we'll come back All in right. a moment, and we'll get to Because we normally don't break to like, <laughs> we use, what did you just do? He just hit his leg. He just banged his knee. Is that what I felt to the console? Yeah. His, his chair is up yeah. higher than it normally is. Oh, man. And underneath the I think con- I felt it over here. Casey. I did. I underneath the console it. is this uh, shelf for sure. his keyboard. Oh. And he just... <laughs> you all right? I'm, I'm okay now. <laughs> So we don't take a break. No, we are going to take a break. Okay, we are going to. Because we got to get some ice on his knees. We'll we'll take a break. We'll come back in a second. We are back. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Apparently, Casey's dog last night ate an entire large pizza. <laughs> the whole pizza? What? Dude, and it was a Gaetano's pizza, so those things aren't cheap. It was like a, it's like a 6 the 15 whole pizza? Oh, Kathy, and it's thick and it's big. He had to yeah. get, did he get sick? Uh, as far as uh, when Not I yet. woke up this morning, he didn't. Oh I just texted God. my family. I go, hey, make sure he goes out a lot today because he's got big poopies. <laughs> Dude, he's going to be crapping Italian bread all day. I swear to God. Listen, he is stealthy. He didn't even take the box because it was on the counter. He ate it out so of the box. He didn't, he didn't, the box wasn't on the ground? box wasn't on the ground. <laughs> now, there was a little bit of, like, um, leftover sauce on the ground. <laughs> and and he had sauce on the top of his head, right? So I was like, I was like, who ate this pizza? And he looks at me, and he just 
turns his head. He's like, nope, nope, and wouldn't make eye contact with me for the rest of the night. He's like, nope, not going to. And I'm like, dude, you got pizza sauce on your on your head. I'm like, I know it was you, Reg. I know it was you. It was like the one time where Fozzie, the other dog, got up on the table and ate an entire plate of spaghetti, and he's white. So he had his whole face was just What'd red. What did you do? <laughs> he went, like, he's a- like, I don't know what you're talking about, man. I think it was, uh, I think Seamus ate it. That's yeah. a lot, even for a dog. A whole that, pizza? Yeah, that's... Dude, at least a whole pizza, because I brought two pizzas home, and I had eaten some of the pepperoni pizza, and I didn't touch the cheese pizza. You didn't get a picture of his head, did you? <sighs> It's probably still there. It's not like he cleaned it. It's not like he's like, oh, crap, do I have something on my head? Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. And by the way, we say, the, the song is fading out in case he goes, my dog ate an entire large pizza last night. I'm like, what? yeah. All right, now i got to hear about this. I'd be more mad because I'd, I would have been looking forward to that pizza. Yes, and, totally. And be, yeah, yeah. yeah. How did the dog get on the phone to order the pizza? <laughs> he didn't. Oh. He waited for me to order oh, it. I got so you. my son had a baseball game last night that was equidistant from Gaetano's on one side and Imperial in the other, which right. was a tough decision for me, Steve. But I went to Gaetano's and I was looking for, and I bought two because I knew I, I was looking forward to eating it when I came yeah. home from work today. My son Carter is so concerned. He would have been freaking out over this because he's always concerned about what our dogs can or can't eat. He's constantly asking Alexa, right. hey, Alexa, can dogs eat, you know, uh, <laughs> peppers, you know, or something like that? And then it's usually some answer, no, dogs generally can't, but if they eat too much, it'll kill them, you know, yeah, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. So if if our dogs would have eaten an entire pizza, we would have been at the vet, like in the emergency <laughs> room last night. Well, they can eat onions, right? Um, it's like... They can't or no, can't? No, cannot. They, uh, but it's like if they get like a little piece of onion, it's not going to kill them, but if they right. eat... If they eat a full pie, it should be fine. But I think there was onion in a the full, sauce. Well, yeah, I mean, listen, that, 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 that is a lot of food to take. Just think, think about the amount of food consumed... For you to eat an entire pie by yourself. Dude. And listen. Those are thick pies. I'm a 200-pound man, and I can't eat an entire pizza. He's only yeah, somebody, an 80-pound dog. Is it Gatana's? Is yeah. that what you said? Somebody had texted and said, yeah, one of those pizzas is way more filling than a regular pizza. I can't even fit. I can't finish more than two slices. Yeah. Jeez. Wow. I did. Okay. I ate more. Do than me a favor. You can do that. Just, just, just for me, find a picture of, of, of one of the dumps today and just take a picture of it. I'm uh, <laughs> I just have to see it. I probably, you know, you could probably hit a baseball <laughs> off of it. I guarantee it's going to be that big. Here's a text that says, my dog ate an entire pound cake. <laughs> um, another one says, uh, my dog uh, swiped the entire ham steak, went out to dinner for that night. Oh, man. Um, so, yeah. Did, now... <laughs> Has he ever gotten up on the counter before? Or, uh, I mean, was listen, the box closed? Box was closed. So he he's li- big. He, he's he's big. Just he is big. On, right? uh, like he is almost like if he gets on his hind legs, he is maybe as tall as my wife. Right. So he's definitely not as tall as me. But like we can slow dance. In fact, I sing all <laughs> we did forever. I'll do that for Will you. you sometimes. Dance yes, with the dog? I dance with him. Um, please, please, please video. give me the <laughs> I would like to see that. Uh, Fozzie, on the other hand, we have caught him all four legs standing on top of the kitchen Come table. On. I know. And so Fozzie is a picky eater. Reggie will eat whatever. Fozzie won't eat his dog food. He, you know, I, I and I'll, I'll have to show you this sometime. I will stand there with a bone at his nose and the and he'll just kind of like let it sit there for like five, ten seconds. And then he's like, uh, all right, I'll eat it. You know? <laughs> 
Hey, there's a few texts coming in and saying uh, <clears throat> a couple of you have had their dogs eat their entire rotisserie chicken. Oh, yeah, the yeah, bones yeah. are bad, right? Uh, one of them said, yeah, bones and all, but this other person says, my dog, unfortunately, ate the entire rotisserie chicken, died two days later. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. 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 So you got to watch it. can get into the uh, uh, the, the, the tract and, and, and cause problems. A lot of people make the mistake of just feeding everything to their dog like they're a disposal unit. You can't do that. Uh, here we go. My dog ate an entire pound of jalapeno peppers. <gasps> <gasps> Why <laughs> would a dog continue to eat? <laughs> they like spicy food. Uh, okay. That must, wow. have been, must have been one howling dump. Yeah, I know we've talked about things that, that dogs have eaten yeah. before, but but large amounts of food. And and you had said, um, Casey, that uh, uh, Fozzie gets up on the table. If we can't leave any of our uh, chairs pulled out at our kitchen okay. table. Oh, because of that? Well, yeah. One of our dogs, Rook, like, we'll, we'll just, be, all of a sudden, there he is on top of the table. <laughs> and if you have food sitting out, you know, he's he's in it. So We had uh, a dog eat an entire box. I can't remember if it was Whitman Sampler, but it was a box of chocolate. Chocolate, right. you have to be very worried for. Yeah. It. Yep. yeah. Uh, and what'd you do? Uh, yeah, listen, I was younger at the time, so. You broke the dog in half, no, tasted the... it, and put it back together. <laughs> no, the dog was fine. Yeah. It was, um, I think he had eaten it when, uh, and and we didn't notice it until it was like, you know, too late, but the dog ended up being fine. Dogs right. are not supposed to eat. No. Apparently dark chocolate's not that bad for him, but like regular uh, milk chocolate, but don't quote me on that. No, so, so my, like vanilla ice cream, and vanilla, vanilla, listen, it, it, you don't, consult with your vet. That's the best advice I can listen, give. Listen to all these. So here's one that says, my, my old dog uh, drank all of the grease from a dre- deep fryer. Oh, oh what? God, oh, not ew, pleasant. Ew. Another one says, my dog ate a kielbasa out of the frying pan <laughs> while it was being cooked. <laughs> and then this one says, my dog ate, uh, my, my dog back in high school ate a five-pound pot roast, raw, diarrhea everywhere the following day, including walls. Had to clean it all <laughs> since it was, since I was first home. Wow. Mm, dog diarrhea on the walls. That's uh, right. my, my lab ate two full venison back straps I just grilled over smoked charcoal. Oh, my God. Yeah, man. You know, if they're hungry, they'll go for it. Well, they'll... that's the worst part. Like, you're looking so looking forward to whatever it is you're preparing or the pizza you brought home. And it's I was going to drink that grease. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I'm sending Marissa a picture of Fozzie after... He ate an entire plate of spaghetti because it was like, dude, you're, you're, it's, you know, like you see on America's Funniest Home Videos where, you know, the kid's yeah. trying to get away with something, but they're covered in flour. Right, you're like, yeah, uh, yeah. what did you do? No, right. yeah, yeah, there's, there's a lot of dog ones too. A lot <laughs> yeah. of videos of, of the, the uh, owners <laughs> asking them a question. They're, they're kind of, they look down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they, they know. know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, hang on a second. Let me go to, let's go to Tyler. Tyler, good morning. Hey, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, what's up, Tyler? We have a uh, a golden doodle, and my wife had just made an entire batch of, like, triple chocolate chip chocolate cookies. Mm-hmm. And we decided, you know, we usually leave that kind of stuff on the fridge so the dog can't get it when we go out. But we had to run out real quick to, uh, to the store, and it was only, like, a five-minute trip, and we completely forgot about them. And uh, they were left on the counter. We got home, and we're like, where are the cookies? We see the tinfoil, and... The entire batch had been eaten. Wow. So so what did you do? Because obviously chocolate is bad for, for your dog. What did you do? Yeah, so we're freaking out, and we're uh, looking up, you know, where to go. It was during COVID, so we're just, like, trying to figure out, you know, the best thing to do. So we call, uh, like, a vet online kind of thing. And right. they said, you have to call poison control. And we called poison control, and they're like, you have to call a vet. <laughs> right. <laughs> I hate that. I've that been in that loop. loop. 
I've been yeah. in that loop before about something different, but I can't Crock stand that. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, eventually they were like, uh, we found a local vet hospital, and they said, take him here, and we went made our appointment, and uh, they were really good. They brought him in. I mean, he was pretty scared and everything, but, uh, yeah, they, they ended up keeping him overnight just because they warned us. Yeah, he, he threw it up. We gave him the stuff, but um, he might have diarrhea and get restless, and we're like, yeah, you can hold him for some money. But yeah, yeah. Why, don't you, why don't you monitor him for the night? So I guess they 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 cause him to to cough that up or, or spit that up, and then what? They could just give him fluids and yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, apparently he did have a pretty restless night, so we uh, we made the right choice there. All right, cool. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, obviously, I mean, and there are there are vets you can get in touch with for emergencies like that. Uh, let me go to, uh, Dennis. Hey, Dennis, good morning. Hey, Preston, you don't brine that turkey. <laughs> 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 that is a deep cut, guys. Yeah, yeah it is. It is. It is. It is. <laughs> You're good, bud. My wife <laughs> and I say that all the time. It's hilarious. But you anyway, don't brine it. What's up, our dog, our dog is a train walker coon out. I've called about our dog before, but anyway, she chewed through a cabinet at our old house. It was like a really low rent cabinet. And uh, ate an entire bag of dog food. It was like it must have been like over ten pounds of food. Oh my! And imagine God. the the weight of that food in in your I gut. Know. I mean, you put it on in human terms, right? Uh, we, <laughs> yeah, they they'll do that. Actually, for us, it's more an issue with our cats. And we have one cat, Dutch. Our dog is really good. I mean, you could leave a sandwich on a table right uh-huh. at nose level, and the dog won't touch it. But our cat has done a similar thing. Not eating the whole bag, but chewed the ba- bottom out of a bag. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I remember I, I'm taking it out of the closet, and I go to lift it up, and it's... It, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it all pours out the bottom. Steve, yeah. my cats did the exact same yeah, yeah. thing. I, I couldn't believe how much food they ate. It's, and they were, they were going... They knew it was there, and they would go and have a, like, a, like a buffet yeah. without our knowledge. Uh-huh. And then, I'm like, you, you gotta be kidding me. So for like a minute... You know, you get angry, yeah, and then yeah. you're like, wait, if I were a dogger, can I'd I do the same thing? Exact same yeah. thing. You know, it's just sitting there. Of course I'm going to try to access wait, it. Wait, so <laughs> I put now the dried food up on a shelf yes, yeah, yeah. in the basement? They now have figured out, and I keep, I'm wondering why all the cleaning supplies are knocked off of the shelf. <laughs> well, I just realized two days ago, they're they're climbing up the shelf to try to get to, get to, to the it. damn food. Wow. Well, now that they've tasted human flesh, is that it? (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. Yeah, and they don't need that anymore. She's still not the same, by the way. Like, she is not as... I realize that she's not as cuddly as she used to be with me. Oof. I know. What the hell? Did you apologize to her? Ever. <laughs> she ate my leg like yeah. a chicken it w- leg. It's crazy that dogs will eat whatever, but then, you know, if you try and feed them a, like a pill, they, oh. they'll spit, they'll <laughs> chew everything. So our dog, so here's, okay, so here's the process. We, our dog is, uh, Chelsea's about 13, 14 years old. We don't know exactly because she's a, a, a rescue. Um, so she gets egg yolk for her her joints, like a bodybuilder would take egg yolk. Okay. So um, to do that, I literally when we make we we get pieces of turkey, I buy specific turkey for her, and then I roll them into like enchiladas, <laughs> and then and then I literally have to go and like pull a piece off, and I have to mm. in my mouth like uh-huh. mm. you're gonna like because she doesn't like the egg yolk, but she likes the turkey, <laughs> and then I and then I take like some sort of low end prostitute, I take the, my finger and I rub it across the turkey, and I rub it on her lips like you want more, baby. <laughs> love oh my it. God. And then she Naughty. takes the first bite, and once she's like, she's the head's going back, and then suddenly it goes in her mouth. <laughs> 
okay. Yeah. And then I can start feeding her the rest of the turkey enchiladas. But yeah. she doesn't She doesn't pick up on that. Wait, there's a foreign object in there. She's no, she, uh, is this one of those yolk things? <laughs> cheese works the best. Like if you yeah. take a piece of American cheese and kind of like yeah. smush it into there. Because I've, I've tried bread, I've tried turkey lunch Turkey works meat. better for her, but cheese okay. will work. You know what also, also, so we, you know, we have... A number of pill situations going on with some of our animals. Yeah. If you can get him, if you can get him to dig the pill pockets, yeah. you're golden. But um, yeah, mine yeah. won't take that. Yeah, no. yeah. They, they won't take yeah. that. I've tried all the putting it in all. We, we eventually just have to pry the mouth open and shove it down. <laughs> Preston, <laughs> you have Preston, one day. I, I'm sorry, Kathy. I took. So we had like it was, we got this new food. It was a log, and I, and I literally put the foot like a chunk of it in the dog's mouth, and I was manually <laughs> moving the jaws. I said, Chelsea. This is for your own goddamn good. <laughs> but they have those little things that you can we'll plunger that like shoots it into their throat, and yeah. Like, some, yeah, sometimes pill it works. I remember with my cat, he like would go, and it would come flying out of his mouth. I I'm can like, pill any animal okay. now at this point. I I, I just I'm, I yeah. listen. It, it's going in. Yeah. If I can find a way to pound it in your butthole, I'll do it. But it's going in. <laughs> wow. I like the. Uh, the, the hooker approach. Ooh, yeah. You like some of this, baby? You want to taste? <laughs> Rubbing it on their lips. Uh, I will go next to Bill. Good morning to you, Bill. Hey, how you doing, Preston? Good. What's up, man? I was eating some chicken wings, and I finished all the wings, and I left the container on the table. I went upstairs for a minute, and my dog ate all the bones, the, the blue cheese dressing, the hot sauce. <laughs> The hot Jesus! Sauce. So all those bones. Did, I, did you get the dog to the to the vet? What'd you do? I call, I called the vet right away, and the vet said, "Well, your dog your dog's sixty pounds. Just give it a day or two. She said her, her stomach acid should break down all the chicken bones. Okay. Okay. If you have any problems, just bring her in. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and then there was another time she was she stole a chocolate bunny out of my son's Easter basket oh, and stood over it. Oh, wow. I tell you what, there's a, there's a type of dog food that they have that actually has like a chicken bone in it, but it's it's they, they marinate it or whatever they do that it's it just disintegrates, but it gives it's giving them like... Uh, Remember when you were supposed to give dogs bones yeah, way back in the yeah, day? Like yeah. that was, that's, you know, because they, so they like them. There are know? types of like like um, like pig ears and stuff like that. And, and, and so what happens is a lot of them, they splinter mm-hmm, and they yeah. can slice up the dog's throat. And right. it can really F up their digestive system. Uh, hang on a second here. Is this... Their animal or this person? Let me, well, let me let me go to Brett. It just says ate a whole here anyway. Hi, Brett. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Sorry about you at work. No, oh. man. What's up? So I got a Christmas Eve about when I was 11 years old. My dog ate a whole bowl, uh, ball of raw dough, oh. and I got this fermented in her stomach. No. And we had known at the time, so she's walking around wasted, running in the walls. We're trying to walk. Oh. Your dog essentially was drunk off the fermenting dough. I'm sorry? Your dog was essentially drunk off of the fermenting dough? Wasted. Had to take her to the vet and get her stomach pumped. We woke uh-huh. up Christmas morning. She got charcoal all in her stomach. Her oh. Mouth. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Thank God you're fine. But- Listen, and, and mo- most people are, you know, responsible pet owners, but you, you, you put something on the counter for a second. You, you, you some, Somebody comes to the door, you forget, and before you know it, they've they've gone to town. Case, you had no idea that Reggie could get up there and get to that pizza, or no. you just it didn't? 
It just didn't register. Uh, no, it didn't register because you listen. That's Reggie all... had ordered the ravioli. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, you didn't even order this. It's not even yours. That pisses me off. Yeah. Um, so Reggie follows me around everywhere I go. So at one point, uh, he must have snuck out of the room. Yeah. Uh, usually when I'm, uh, I, I'm in this like little back room and I watch my shows and Seamus shuts the door cause he, wa- he plays his video games right outside of that. And so I, I just wasn't paying attention. It's daddy turned the bachelor's on. Yeah. And, um, so he snuck out. And uh-huh. so, you know, I, I just, I just didn't know. Normally. An entire yeah. It's large pizza, a big, thick, large thick pizza. one too. Yeah, wow. I know. You also think a natural. He talks about like Kathy's, you know, being attacked by her cat and just animal things kicking in. Animals yeah. still, even domesticated animals, when presented with an unlimited food source, there's still that. I better eat this now. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I, I better eat this now. Yeah, you eat right. as much yeah, as yeah, you yeah, can yeah, because yeah, yeah. that's how right. you live. Right. right. Yeah. But I gotta say, when a dog feels guilty, yeah. It's like the cutest thing. It, it just kills me. Yes. But you've got to yeah. for their own good. But I mean, <laughs> and it's like I, you, you're like I understand you're an animal. You yeah. want to look out for them. But he know. he looked at my eyes and then he's like, uh, uh. <laughs> and then he's standing right next to me. He's like, no, nah, I can't, I can't, I can't look you in the eye. I can't look you in the eye. Casey, yeah. if he yes. had only eaten half of it. Would you have eaten the other half? Of course. Okay. Yeah, of course. yeah, I would have. Anything right. that didn't if have he, a bite he, mark in it. If yeah. he spit chewed food out, you would have eaten it. All right, I would have taken the pizza cutter out and trimmed yeah. it up a little bit. But yeah. yeah, there's nothing wrong with the rest well, of that. I heard All right, you, good. you were rude to Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> but you I, talking uh, to Kathy? <laughs> listen, when they when they get that guilty look, I'll I'll push it. I'm like, yeah, I'm talking to you. Yeah. You, don't you ever do that again? <laughs> so sometimes there's footage. I'm sorry, I have to relay this. The footage you showed us, Preston, where you get him out to the beach. Your, your dogs are adorable. You get him out oh to the beach. God. And it's their first experience, like, on the open beach. And it's the winter, so they got it all to themselves. And you can see, hey, guys, they're running around. Yeah. And they're running. And then they start running. And you can see, oh, my God. Oh, my God. oh Christ. Here I go. It reminds me of that movie Funny Farm. Funny Farm, yeah, yeah. They get that Irish center. They bring it up. Like, oh, look at him go. And go. Hey. Hey. <laughs> And then, and then, like a week later, yeah, you see the dog go flying up, up on the like the hilltop. Uh, no, a ton of texts are coming in. This one says, "Had a blue tick hound eat two whole sub sub sandwiches, paper and all. Oh my, oh my god. god! Snagged them right off the dash of the pickup truck. That's so you have to be aware of those things. Like, like my 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 tuna diablo from from uh, Primos, and I I bring it back. You cannot." Uh-huh. That's got to go right in the fridge. You cannot leave that on the table. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. Check this one out. I'm going to go to Ashley. Hi, Ashley. Good morning. Morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks. Ashley, what's up? So we have a lab now who eats everything under the sun. She's gotten on our counter and eaten subs and hoagies and cheesesteaks, paper bag, tin foil, and all. But we had a yellow lab growing up, and she ate a live crab out of a cooler. A live oh. crab. Shell and all, yes. Oh. Got into the cooler with the crabs. We were getting ready to steam for the picnic. Was your dog cut up at all? Did, did, the, did the crab get any uh, any last shots in? Uh, on her nose, yeah, but yeah. she ended up devouring the whole thing. Wow. It's, it's wild when you see your animal be an animal, like your your, yeah. your dogs were with that, that rabbit oh that got onto God. the property. Fortunately, I didn't see that happen. Yeah, yeah. I just saw the corpse left over, and they <laughs> ate 
a full-grown rabbit, the bottom half of it. The bottom <laughs> half of it. It was cut in half. It was... <laughs> yeah, that was I, I, we was, The occasional I, feed field mouse that gets into our house that, that, that makes the worst decision you possibly could. We have oh, nine yeah. cats. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Dutch pulverize this one. I'm like, oh. And it's not like you're starving your no. animals. You know? In fact, the corpse was right next to it, like a yeah. six-inch deep bowl of friskies. I'm pretty sure your dog said, I am so hungry I could eat the ass yeah. end of a rabbit. I and think he yeah. did. I'm going to go to Steve next. Hi, Steve. Good morning. Good morning. Casey, you should give Reggie some vitamins. Some yeah, vitamins. vitamins. <laughs> Doggy vitamins. <laughs> well done, Steve. What's up, man? So about 10 years ago, before I had American Bulldog Pitbull mix, and right before she was two years old, I had a uh, full, I had a um, corned beef brisket in the crock pot, and I had brought it down to a smaller, I mean, a, a smaller table, and I had to run upstairs to take care of the baby. I come downstairs, cross pots on the floor. She ate the entire corned beef biscuit. Oh my I god! Think about that. And it was it was probably still pretty hot, correct? Yes, yes, it was. Absolutely. Wow, unbelievable! And did it uh, did it affect her at all physically? No. Okay. Nope. There you go. Right. The one thing that I had that I remember that I was I was really terrified of was we my wife as I told you this story many times before we sent them for a night of romance I think it was our anniversary and I put the flower petals the whole thing and and our cat Mac <laughs> Max Fun the, 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 the charity's named after this cat like eight. 80% of the rose petals. <laughs> and I'm here. <laughs> I forgot to tell you guys when I first discovered that the pizza was missing. I mean, at first I was like, man, everybody ate the pizza. Well, that's good. You know, yeah. um, I great. And then I was like, wait a second. And there's some stuff on the floor here. And then Reggie came into the room and I smelled his breath first. I, I, I said, get over here. And I and I leaned down and I started, and I could smell the pizza crust and everything on his breath. What and then, and then I saw the pizza in his hair. Yeah. I was like, you a Did you turn him around and smell <laughs> So that was dinner for everybody. What'd you end up doing? Well, so um, it, dinner got there late because the, the baseball game ended late. Mm. So uh, I want to say my, my wife didn't have any. Um, my son only ate a piece on the way home. And then my daughter had one piece. And I had two, like, pizzas. So yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, he ate more than you one You did as pizza. a family. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, just a couple more calls. I'm going to go to Jessica. Hi there, Jessica. Good morning, bitches. <laughs> Good morning, bitch. What's up? <laughs> so when my when my dog, she's three years old now, and my husband and I adopted her as a puppy, there was a box of stuff in our living room. We were in the process of moving and whatnot. She somehow busted into this box and pulled out a bag of those hers ghost pepper cheese. <gasps> ghost peppers are like, especially the hurt. they're like lethal. Yeah. She howled. The entire bag before we could even do anything about it. There was no crumb whatsoever even left in this bag. And I was like, girl, you are going to have some serious bathroom issues later. Yeah, well, th- think of also, think of taking all that down. Uh, uh, like, uh, the dog must, how does the dog even mentally process what's happening? Do they have the same sort of, like, That sensors? I don't know, the sensors. Yeah, yeah. I, I you would assume they're... because they're an animal, they can probably handle a bit more. Right. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure my dog's a bit of a masochist. Um, yeah. Like, she's the kind that will go sit 
on the invisible fence line. I'm like, you'll see her vibrate. And she's like, oh, my God, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I need to see video of that. The dog's getting off on your electric fence. Oh, feels so good. She's a mess. I don't think she feels pain, so. Uh, they're awesome, though, aren't they? They're, they're great. Uh, do you, uh, what's her name? It's Mika. You should Mika. call her Mistress Mika. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Mika, that's your new name. Sorry, dear. I love it, Jessica. All right, thanks for the call. Have Appreciate a great it. Day. You so too. Long. All right, and then I'm going to go to Trish because Trish is a vet tech and she's seen it all. Oh, yeah. Hi, Trish. How you doing? Good morning. How are you guys? Wonderful. All right, so everybody's been calling. We, you know, we know that dogs will eat foreign objects, but we were talking about you know these dogs that have gone in and just eaten all of your food, uh, <laughs> and I'm sure that you guys get stories like that all the time. Oh, my God. I think the worst one was we had a five-pound toy poodle eat somebody's special brownie. Oh, okay. No. So it's one of those, do you treat for the chocolate toxicity or do you treat for the THC toxicity? (laughs) Yeah. So what was your call? Well, thankfully, the treatment's very similar. You know, you make them throw up, you give them the charcoal, and the dog ended up being fine. But at one point, she was starting to go into convulsions oh, from man. everything. Right. I mean, you're talking about a little five-pounder, you I know. I could really yeah, go for I some mean, Gaetanos. This, this dog was tiny. <laughs> man, I could go for some Gaetanos. Let's talk get some munchies. The owner didn't admit what had happened. Well, perhaps you oh, could help us quickly yeah. with something. So, so a dog eating a pie, a, a, a pizza, the way Casey's dog did... Uh, it's not like like something that's that's a, a real red flag, but it's so. What what what's the situation? Do you, should you call a vet, or is that you know that's just a dog being a dog? We always say you know if you're worried, call the vet. Yeah, but um, usually it's things like grapes, garlic and onions, uh, dark chocolate. Milk chocolate isn't great, but it's not as bad. Okay, as, I was I was the opposite of that. Okay. It's actually the white chocolate that is has nothing in it that'll hurt them okay but, um, i never heard of grapes yeah grapes have some some kind of weird uh phenol in it grapes and uh, raisins can be toxic okay yeah my All wife right. made chicken salad uh the other night and she was like it, especially to the kids do not leave this out because it has grapes and onions no in it. kidding mm, yeah. I, I dropped a grape on the floor last night and i don't remember picking it up and one of my dogs <laughs> might have eaten it okay <laughs> Hey, Trish, how no many, uh, how much of an onion does a, like, all right, my dog's 80 pounds. How much of an onion can a dog eat and not have any issues? I honestly don't know what the, the, the ratio pounded is. Yeah. But, um, you know, I would say anything, but for a dog that's 80 pounds, I would see anything more than, you know, a couple rings of it. Okay. I, I, I would probably want to have it checked out. Okay. All right. And Trish, while we have you on the phone, uh, my cat ate yarn a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that... your girlfriend was freaking yeah, out. My girl, we ended up not taking the cat to the vet because I figured it's yarn. It's, you know, it's okay. She'll she'll eventually poop it out. Was I right or was she right? Um, I mean, the cat's yarn... fine now. Well, I'm glad the cat's fine because normally we do say to bring them in because like yarn and string can get bound up in their intestinal tract and actually like especially string that's really tiny can cut. So you have to be really careful with that. Okay. Well, well, my cats are screwed because they <laughs> eat more string, yarn. Ri- they'll eat rubber ribbon, bands. Right, ribbon and stuff. But that's a common thing. It's such a common thing. It, like, I, I can't bring balloons in the house for right. like someone's birthday with the, the string oh, hanging. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. will just tear it apart and eat it, but I definitely don't take them So you'd say, goodwill of advice, Trish, is to, is to contact the vet. Do you have any question at all, err on the side of caution. Obviously, I think most people think that way with their pets. They want to make sure they're fine, but d- don't hesitate. Blow a call in, right? 
Exactly. Okay. Always, it's always better to call. It's always kind of nice to know, too, that the vet says don't worry about it rather than you kind of sit there with that worry in the back of your head. Also, though, when your dog does or your pet swallows anything like string or, or tape or whatever, you, you get to play ticker tape machine out their butt, which mm-hmm. is really cool. Later on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, Trish, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. All right, you, you too. too. Uh, we're going to have to take a break. We will be right back. Stay with us. Don't drunk text your ex. Text MMR instead at 39333. Just don't ask us, hey, you up? Because, nah, we're good. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Winning Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at AcmeSwoopingAndWinningGame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Stephen only sells real natural earthborne diamonds. Well, you're right. But Stephen will never sell a lab-grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled. Buy real natural earthborne diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Stephen Singer Jewelers. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, Penis Man. Man. Sprang up as an unlikely counterculture hero last year in Arizona after a mystery graffiti tagger began spray painting those two iconic words on prominent local buildings, including Tepe's City Hall. I'd reported on this months ago. I remember, yes. Well, now it's time for the Phoenix man behind the fire vandalism to pay the bill. They got Oh, him. boy. His name is Dustin Shomer, 39-year-old student of Japanese language with some offbeat political ideas, was sentenced this week to three years of supervised probation and ordered to pay $8,000 in restitution for the damage. A deferred four-month jail sentence will be uh, erased from the sentence if he completes 500 hours of community service, according to the terms of a plea deal. <laughs> How extensive was his reign of terror? Uh, I don't remember, yeah, yeah. but he was all over the place. He was penis putting, man. He was tagging penis man all over Tempe, Arizona, so <laughs> they got him. A violent reaction to a restaurant order led to chaos at a place called Wingstop over the weekend. A uh, cell phone video shows a man wild about wings, getting upset over his order. A man can be heard saying, I don't want the food. I don't have time to wait on the food again. So now what do we do? And you can hear an employee tell the man, well, it's either you get the food remade or you go on about your day and stop yelling at my manager because it's no. It's uncalled for. 
Uh, Theron Truillo, a customer in the uh, at the time, recorded the man grabbing the register, <laughs> slamming it to the ground twice. Then he picked it up and he threw it out the window, oh, wow. <laughs> right through a huge pane of glass. Uh, and Truillo said, "I was telling him to calm down. I said, you don't want to go to jail. You don't want to go to jail." Truillo said that he overheard the man. I think I want to go to jail. Say the restaurant gave him the wrong order twice. When the register went through the window, he says he was surrounded by glass. Definitely, he said, when I see it, when I seen it, I was kind of shook up a little bit. The employees were definitely shook up behind. The ladies behind were definitely shook up. Did you hear they were shook up? They were <laughs> shook up. I think they were all sh- That's what That's what I seen. And they were like, thank you for saying. It's definitely not what you see every day. So they are looking for this guy. They have video surveillance, but they don't know who he was. And they're oh trying to track God. him down. I know. <laughs> Throws it out the window, man. Ugh. He's got really long hair. He should be pretty easy to spot. All right. A New York man has been convicted of trafficking sharks, which he kept in an above-ground pool in his backyard. How big a... Large sharks. Large sharks. Fairly good-sized ones. New York Attorney General Letitia James announced the conviction of Joshua Seguin, who pleaded guilty to illegal commercialization of fish, shellfish, crustaceans, and wildlife with intent to sell seven sandbar sharks, which is a protected species in New York State. Uh, He was fined $5,000. Authorities say they first got whiff of this all in July of 2017. After he was busted for driving without a license in Georgia, cops found five undersized sharks in a large tank in the back of his truck. Authorities say Seguin had admitted that he was transporting the sharks to New York to sell them. He also admitted to possessing live sharks at his house. Authorities later discovered he had operated a website called Monster Fish Keepers. And conducted uh, his business under the name Aquatic Apex. When authorities served a search warrant in his New York home, they found seven live sharks in his backyard pool. They also found two dead leopard sharks, one dead hammerhead shark, and the snout of a small toothed sawfish. A hammerhead shark? Also an endangered species. Yeah, Gee, he had this how, stuff in his pool. How big was this pool? I, I don't know. It was an above ground pool. They yeah. get to be a pretty good size, so he had them swimming around in there. Jeez. Uh, for nearly 27 years, Andy Tory was an only child. That is, until he bought an at-home DNA test, and the results told him otherwise. He has found 30 half-brothers and sisters. Wow. 30? Yes. Oof. All products of the same sperm donor. As shocking as the news was, it's also a dream come true for Tony. He thought he was an only child. Yeah, and now he wishes he was. He mm-hmm. said, I always wanted siblings, so this is like the universe overreacting or overcorrecting my childhood dream, essentially. Uh, his new siblings quickly welcomed him into their unconventional family. They also posted of his arrival on their group Instagram page and added him to their family chats. He said, I live in Atlanta, so my closest sibling, she lives in Birmingham. And as soon as I got added to the group, uh, she texted me immediately and was like, hey, let's get lunch tomorrow. And I, uh, he said, wow. the feeling of hugging your sister for the first time, he said, I mean, you can't put that into words. It was crazy. And this is your new brother. I like the <laughs> uh, yeah, So uh, he's very happy. I think it's a pretty cool story. All right, and then we'll end with uh, this one. Vehicular destruction is a popular YouTube trend. YouTubers destroy perfectly good vehicles to rake in millions of views and cash. One infamous YouTuber is facing charges of 18 criminal counts after allegedly destroying the environment while filming his videos. Uh, Street Speed 717 is a popular carnage channel similar to that of Whistlin' Diesel. Uh, the channel is run by Michael Hissong, and you'll find plenty of street racing, questionable car modifications, and a surprising amount of vehicular destruction on his account. 
Uh, these shenanigans popped up on the radar of Pennsylvania Fish and Boat Commission and have brought 18 criminal charges against Hisung for the actions depicted in his videos. Uh, he's surprised to get the charges, given that he says that he uh, that he's done illegal things on his channel for years without yeah. getting in trouble. I mean, if you didn't arrest me for that, then yeah. I guess you shouldn't arrest me for this. What a defense, right? Yeah. Uh, so well, I've been doing that for years. He's been hit with disturbance of waterways and watersheds, misuse of property and waters, littering, and pollution. He goes, he rides through these waterways, and you're not allowed to right, do that. Right, right, right. Heisen seems to think that uh, PFBC is targeting him. Over his Ram 1500 TRX jump video, which I saw. Uh, however, the channel is full of other videos. Him seemingly do what they alleged he did. By the way, he destroyed this truck when he made this jump. Uh, but he believes that uh, the landowner should get the ire, not him. He said uh, he uh, in the statement his video said, "I pay literally hundreds of thousands of dollars in taxes. I don't even want free stuff." <laughs> I just want to be left alone, and the government can't help itself, but uh, help itself, but to be like, hey, here's a guy having fun making a living, you know, living his dream. Let's try and ruin that as best we can. We've got to ruin it. We have to, he says. He makes a point in some of the videos to support law enforcement, but he doesn't like it when he has to face the law for his own actions. Uh, his song apparently thinks officials holding him responsible for his criminal behavior have some sort of personal vendetta. So there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file this morning. By the way, a texter texted in and says they have 42 half-siblings from a donor as Whoa, well. Whoa, 42 half-siblings. And that's from a sperm donor. Wow. All right, we're going to take a break, and we will be right back. A little five-minute break. Well, why don't we take a five-minute break? <laughs> It's MMR's Local Shots, Artists of the Month. Hailing from right here in Philadelphia, it's Nick Perry and the Underground Thieves. Hear them on the air every Wednesday at 6.30 with your host, Brent Porsche. Search Local Shots right now at WMMR.com for even more exceptional local music. Brought to you by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. And the station that's always supported Philly's music scene. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR. With Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. What's going on, Steve? Well, Black China revealing in a new interview on Hip Hop Nation that her, quote, biggest flex is not getting no child support. <laughs> China, who has a son with Tyga and a daughter with Rob Kardashian, says her children are everything to her, or at least something to yeah. her. <laughs> hey. Carol Baskin claiming she has absolutely no problem with commercials running to assist in finding her missing husband, Don Lewis. Baskin says her only problem would be if they actually found Don Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> J-Lo and A-Rod are leaving Malibu after selling their beachfront home for $7 million. The power couple admits their love affair with the boo dropped dramatically after neighbor Caitlyn Jenner started clamming topless. <laughs> <laughs> and that's your Hollywood track. Our next guest is on the line. He is ready. We are excited to talk to him because it is always a great conversation. Um, he's got a new book out. It's called Cosmic Queries, awesome. Star Talk's Guide to Who We Are, How We Got Here, and Where We Are Going. You know him as the host of Cosmos, Possible Worlds. You know him from everything. I mean, I could give you his rundown of, 
of uh, achievements and titles that he holds, but that would be dumb because we know already. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the one and only Mr. Neil deGrasse Tyson Yay! to the show. Good morning, Neil. Oh, my gosh, I love the music. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we, we wanted to bring in some drama with this. And listen, I want to start by saying that last night I bought a T-shirt with a quote from you on it, sir. Oh. I did. Oh, Okay, was it bootlegged or was it was it legit? I'm sure you don't get a penny for it, unfortunately. <laughs> but it said uh, the good thing about science is it's true whether or not you believe in it, and I just love yeah. that statement. That, that that's one of the legit shirts. Excellent. Well, thanks thanks for having that. Well, yeah. By the way, I'm delighted to learn that live radio still exists somewhere in the universe. So, <laughs> live- yeah, we yeah. will we will carry the torch for as long as we possibly can. Speaking of the universe, uh, you are diving into the big questions, the big subjects, the real mind tweakers uh, in this particular book. Is it? Uh, and and what I've loved about your books in the past is is your ability to communicate with people who don't live in that realm, who don't study astrophysics and so on. I really enjoyed Letters to an Astrophysicist, which, by the way, I read the entire book on the toilet. It was my go-to bathroom book, and it was fantastic. And that's a compliment. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? It's, it's a, a good thing. Actually, Absolutely. some of the best books are toilet readable. So when when you dive into these really big subjects, uh, Neil, I mean, how does one begin uh, and, and keep this uh, succinct, you know, because there's... There can be really big answers to these. Yeah, you're asking the precise, precise right question in this context because there are many questions that just have simple wiki page answers, right? Mm-hmm. How far away is the sun? What's it made of? This sort of thing. What we collected for this book are some of the deepest questions humans have ever asked about our existence and the past, present, and future of, 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 of the universe itself. So this, it's just 10 chapters. You know, wh- how, do, how did it all begin? How did it all end? Where is it all going? Um, is there life in the universe? And so, these are, so the book is a celebration of the, how the methods and tools of science have been brought to bear on the deepest uh, core of our life's curiosities. And so, yeah, it's hard. There's not just simple answers, and they and you border on the philosophical in some contexts. In other contexts, you border on the spiritual. So for me, the book is really something for you to just sort of take to heart, and and it'll give you something else to sort of argue about at, in the bar when they finally reopen bars, and you're done talking about politics. Talk about um, the multiple ways the universe will end, or the multiple ways Earth will end, or whether or not we are smart enough to even figure out how the universe will end. Are we even asking the right questions? Maybe a question that you pose on the frontier is, is a question that has no meaning yes. on that frontier. Yeah. That's possible, too. Well, you know, and it goes to that point. I like Preston talked about the, the shirt. Science is, is, is real. Science is fluid, too. And, and the fact that you've always been a proponent... Of, of asking the questions, and, and sometimes, and I think you make the point, that the, the more knowledge we gain, in, in many ways, we gain more ignorance because there, you realize how much more you still don't know and how much more can change. And so with this, uh, to me, that's always been the fascinating part of science, the, the, the question asking. And, uh, but what I love about you is that you can, um, you, <laughs> you're also a pop culture nerd, and you can also uh, pair it up with uh, you know your your vast knowledge of science, and then you were recently uh, commenting on uh, Hollywood and their ability to what uh, to realize what they what alien life might look like. And you actually said 
the blob probably got it closest to what you believe we might encounter were we to encounter alien life. Yeah, that that blob from 1958, Steve McQueen, might have been Steve McQueen's first movie. It was. So that was an alien, which was, you know, did it have two arms, a, a neck, a head, two eyes, and legs, like E.T. did, you know, Steven Spielberg? No. Of course, you know, aliens in movies, there's an actor inside of a costume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they will, they will strongly resemble human beings in some fundamental <laughs> ways. Um, or they might give them three eyes or antenna, but they're still walking and talking, whereas most life on Earth, doesn't have legs or a neck or an eyes or a face. A face is a very vertebrate thing to have. You know, worms don't have faces. Right. Trees don't have faces. Bacteria don't have faces. If you want to be inventive and come up with a life form that is not of this earth, let it look more different from anything on this earth than any two things on earth look from each other. Yes. Yeah. So that has been my criticism for, for the longest time. And so, yeah, so the blob was good. It was no, it didn't have a spine or a skull or teeth or, <laughs> you know, and it would just absorb, it would come, it would uh, wrap around you and suck out all your blood. It was great. <laughs> it did dissolve you, basically, turn you into a paste. It would dissolve you. Yeah. you know, when the blob first landed on Earth, it was a transparent liquid. Yeah. And after the first person it ate, it was red for the whole rest of the movie. <laughs> wow. Uh, hey, I wanted to ask Neil about uh, uh, dimensions because um, that's something that, that I have a hard time uh, grasping the, the concept on. I saw um, a demonstration which explained it a little bit to me that explained like a two-dimensional, let's say there was a two-dimensional creature of sorts and it was brought into a three-dimensional world. It would never be able to communicate to the other two-dimensional people, if you will, whatever beings, of where it went, how it was there. It wouldn't have the ability to point to, I went over there. So therefore, it couldn't grasp what a third dimension is all about. And and therefore, leads to how would we be able to grasp what other dimensions there are and if there are beings, right. objects, whatever they are, that we don't have the ability to say Perceive. it's there. It's, you know, how can you explain that, if, if you don't mind? Okay, so first of all, don't be upset that you don't understand higher dimensions. Okay. There's, there's nothing wrong with you. <laughs> this is a very natural <laughs> state of, of, of befuddlement. So that's first of all. And let me just add some punctuation to this idea of going from two dimensions to three dimensions. If you lived in two dimensions, you're in like basically a sheet of paper. There are only two directions, right? Mm-hmm. There's sort of left, right, and forward and back. Mm-hmm. And that's it. There is no up. Yes. The up does not exist for you. So you're right. If someone were plucked out of that two dimensions, they, no one in that world would have any sense of where you disappeared to. There is no direction they can point to. And when you extend it to one dimension higher, you can imagine being plucked from our three-dimensional world, world at time. You can call it four dimensions. That's fine. To pluck into a higher dimension, you would just simply disappear. Yeah. And when you return, Jesus. you would be a and in that higher dimension, you would just say, oh, I went in that direction. And you'd be trying to point it to all your fellow three-dimensional folk, and no one would have any idea what the hell you're talking about. Yeah. So, so here's where math comes in. Okay. Because we can describe a dimensionality perfectly using math. And then you can add a dimension to it, and then you can see the kinds of things that happen when you go to higher dimensions. For example, if you tie a knot in a string... There's no such thing as string knots in four dimensions. You can't tie a knot because it, it's, it's 
<laughs> so, for example, if you're in two dimensions and you take a string and just sort of loop it across itself, uh-huh. they would look at that and say, oh, my gosh, there's no way to untie this because you created that by bringing it out into the third dimension and putting it back into the two dimensions. Okay. I mean, that, I, I, I got gotcha. you. I, 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 Preston, I concur with you. It's hard to understand, but it's fascinating it nonetheless. Is. Yeah, it is. Neil, getting back to three dimensions, I was so excited about the Mars landing uh, last month, and um, there was a palpable sense uh, amongst uh, scientists like you and people at NASA and people at JPL. Uh, how fired up were you by what was what is and what was going on on Mars? Well, here's what helps. NASA finally put a camera on the descent uh, yes. stages, right? Yeah. So we got to see it and feel it and watch the, the parachutes deploy and plus there there are microphones on, on this mission and we sent that helicopter then yes right but awesome helicopter to, to mars and so so think about it it's tax money that pays for this so nasa ought to be able to put you in the front seat of what's going on so that you can vicariously embrace our robotic emissaries and what it is they're doing and so this was um I think there'll be more of this. One day, maybe we can have a Mars smells and tastes, but in a sample return, we can sort of duplicate what that smell is. That'd be kind of fun. Well, let's ask you. Best participate on that frontier. Best guest estimate. Now they have some things on on the on the uh, hopeful calendar, the wish list calendar. NASA does. But when do you see our actual? When do when when would you guess a human foot lands down on Mars? Yeah, see, the problem is you send a human and they're doing science, they would be bringing a, a, a black box that they will invoke to do the science, right? So we don't really need humans to do science. If we right. need humans, there'll be some geopolitical reason for it, perhaps. If China says, we're going to put military bases on Mars, yeah, we're going to send people to Mars, like, practically overnight. Right. So who knows what the geopolitics would look like, but if we're going to do it at all, it would happen in the next 50 years, but not the next 10. Is there, is there in your mind, so for example, and I, I think, you know, John Kennedy spoke about it, President Kennedy. And there is that need to 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 actual uh, actually touch it, even if it transcends geopolitical reasons. Uh, I, I think just as as you know, to, to climb Everest, to be there, to see it, to touch it, uh, and and does does that have any merit to you, or is that just wasted effort? Yeah, in my early days when I really believed in the human culture and our yeah. ambitions, I would have said so. But in my old age, no. I'm completely cynical about that. Okay. You, can, you can talk the talk, but it's in our DNA to explore. And it, wait, how much does that cost? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Point, somebody's got to pay for it, and that puts the kibosh on the dream. And when Kennedy said, let's go to the moon and return safely to Earth, and we say, oh, back then we had leaders with charisma. The other part of that speech is the communists did this first, and we look bad. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. So now we got to do something. All right, let's put a man on the moon. No. So... The war driver was real and ever-present at the time he made those speeches. No, that, Let us not forget that. Otherwise, we live a delusional understanding of what motivates us in the first place. That, that was obviously the big impetus for accelerating that, uh, that clock as far as Kennedy was concerned. I wanted to ask you, we had uh, Dr. Loeb from Harvard on a while ago, and he talked about this object that came past Earth in 2017, and he has put out a book that suggests he believes, he's not saying conclusively, that it might have been finessed in our direction as an attempt at first contact 
from a uh, possibly another race out there in the universe. Uh, I, I assume you're familiar with his work, and, and what do you think of, of it? Of course. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, yes, so I'm, I'm not as convinced at that interpretation as he is. Yeah. <laughs> so um, <laughs> so here, here's why. The, 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 what led to that supposition is that it has what's called an anomalous acceleration, mm. whereas as it came towards the sun and our planets, it was it was moving in a way that wasn't entirely explained by the sun's gravity and that of Saturn and, and Jupiter and the like. Right. And so, so you say, oh, what could be causing it? And you go through your list and you exhaust the list and then you say, okay, I guess it was aliens. I'm, I'm not invoking aliens just because I can't understand what I just saw of a brand new object that came from the depths of inter, inter, interstellar space. I'm not going to make that leap. He made that leap. I'm, I'm not going to make that leap. Okay. What I will say is, had the thing come into our solar system and zigzagged around all the planets, I say, whoa, that's really anomalous acceleration. This had a very gentle um, uh, a difference in its arc that it would have taken versus the arc that it did take. And if it's going to be intelligently guided, it seems to me it would have said, hey, there's Earth. I wonder what's there. And it would have gone into orbit around Earth and then visited Jupiter and its moons and the sun. Then we'd have a, that's a conversation about aliens at that point. So, no, I just wasn't as convinced as, N- as he was. Neil, do you touch in, in uh, Cosmic Queries? Do you touch on uh, life elsewhere in the universe? Oh, yes, a whole chapter on that. Oh, yeah. And how to think about that question, and are we asking the right questions, and are are we biased by our own life as we know it? Could we encounter life that is behaving in a way, but it's not responding to the questions we pose, Mm. and thereby miss it entirely? Yeah, well, there's... that went into it. Yeah, we're naturally going to apply our own context to everything, and and there, there may be things that are that are there that we're just not seeing. There was a, I'm talking about movies cinematically, there was a movie that came out uh, pretty decent called Life, where they, they get this matter, this this genetic matter aboard a space, the space station, and lo and behold, it turns out to not be benevolent. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, really? yes. What a, what a concept. <laughs> and, and, and so, you know, even Stephen Hawking, you know, a while ago, I, I know had some, some issues about sending out notifications to the rest of the universe that, that we are here, possibly because of that, that repercussion. Do you entertain that, or is that something that is just too fanciful to embrace? I'm in multiple minds on that. So, for example, do you, um, you know, we have, we are broadcasting, especially through live radio, our, our culture out into space, moving at the speed of light, radio waves. So, so, so and aliens could eavesdrop on us and know almost everything there is to know right. about our culture. But when we put them in movies and they're hostile and they want to kill us or enslave us or suck our brains out, um, we, are, we are giving them attributes that I think we already have evidence of how we treat each other. Yeah. So I think we are giving aliens behavioral characteristics, not because we know how they behave, but because we know how we would behave. Mm. And so for me, these alien, evil alien movies are all mirrors held up to our own uh, conduct. So I, like see that. Point. Second, I see that. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to be. It's true. I don't know if the aliens are going to be hostile. Do you really want to give out your home address to them? <laughs> right. <laughs> email address to a stranger who's also human in the street, right? You fear that. And now you're gonna, now we're going to broadcast and say, here we are, aliens. We sent out a signal no. um, decades ago telling, and, and we have maps of where we are in the universe. So that's very wishful thinking that aliens will be kind and benevolent, and maybe so. 
But uh, it's weird that we don't trust each other, but we might trust an alien. Yeah, we just don't want to end up in an alien cookbook. That's the only <laughs> thing. <laughs> Uh, well, Neil, we're excited for the uh, the book, Cosmic Queries, uh, which is available at Barnes Noble, Amazon.com as well. And it's always a treat to have you on. Thanks so much for the call this morning. Thanks, guys. Keep it going. Yeah, all right. We appreciate it. Neil deGrasse yeah. Tyson, guys. He is, uh, he's the best. Do you realize how fortunate we are? Scratch the surface. Yeah. To have access to him and oh to Derek God. Pitts and, no. and uh, you know, all these. And it's just, Preston, as you post at the beginning of your thing, uh, you know, about dimensions. Like there are some people, like my brother would go, could I could <laughs> cause a panic attack instantly, mm-hmm. but for me it's like I I enjoy not knowing and learning, mm-hmm. you know, about that. that yeah. I mean that you, how would that be? And just theorizing possibly. I I I go through different emotions when I look at the night sky. There are times that I look and I see the beauty and I see the the. Uh, the relatively close objects in the sky and go, wow, that's that's right there. That's really there. That's amazing. Bill Cosby and lives over there. He lives. He's right down the street at the <laughs> prison. And then, and then I will look yeah. at at stars, which are insanely far away. Yeah, lights. You know, hundreds, maybe thousands of light years away in travel. And I think about the vast distance and 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 the complexities of the light. You know, coming here. And then I think about that's in our own galaxy. And that there are billions of other galaxies that are further out than that. And then I start to feel really tiny and insignificant. Yeah. Uh, and then there are other times when I do the opposite of that. And I, I will go into the uh, the smaller forms of science, not just space exploration mm. and things that are right here. And and it's just, it's it's a, it's a it's fascinating. And it's why, and it, it can be a bit much, can be a bit overwhelming. Uh, I understand that. I think though, and also when you when you embrace this notion, when you look into the night sky, you're just looking at a snapshot. Mm. You're looking. Oh, yeah. A lot of what you're seeing may not exist anymore. Yes. The light is is could possibly reaching us now. There's a great one of my favorite authors of all time, Richard Matheson. He wrote The Incredible Shrinking Man, and at the end of it, in the movie version, the screenplay that he wrote, um, he he kind of addresses what you're talking about. The, the the huge the macro and the micro and where you are in the universe and it's such a beautiful it's, it's almost like a soliloquy but it's beautiful you should you should watch it sometime because it puts what you just thought into beautiful language have you ever and speaking of that have you ever seen there's a clip of, of Neil deGrasse Tyson he's being interviewed he's from, he's in front of a, a group of people and they're taking questions from the audience and a woman says what's the most amazing thing yeah. Have you ever heard his answer to that? No, I have it's not. It's fantastic. It's short, and he he makes you, he, he gives you comfort in whatever, however lost you may feel so I about the size of, of the universe and, and us and existence and all these other things. So the answer wasn't your bibbies. <laughs> I'm assuming. I mean, those tig old bitties. <laughs> how, how damaging. To uh, his career. Yeah. With that responsibility. Isaac Newton. I mean, just look at you read his writing. Oh, this is this is Neil deGrasse Tyson sounding drunk. <laughs> he's slowing down ever so slightly. Yeah. And the hair stands up on uh, I don't have hair there, but if I did, it would stand up on the back of my neck. <laughs> you read his writing. The man was connected. To the universe. Man, he was connected. Marissa, see if you can find the most amazing thing. Thank you. Uh, people will do that to our podcast uh, from time. Accidentally, yes. they'll they'll yeah. put us on like a like yeah. half speed or whatever, and uh, we sound drunk. 
Yeah, I like it that. Oh my god, I I happen to just I'll occasionally check in and just monitor the podcast and see how it sounds. And I, I whatever I was listening to, maybe it was a book. I had it up to I had it sped up, mm-hmm. and I'm like, Jesus Christ, Kathy sounds <laughs> wild. Yeah. She must have been doing meth that day. There's a uh, Boston radio show that's a Beasley uh, station, and they make um, cartoon podcasts of their show being slowed down by like a minute and a yeah. half. It's it's really hilarious. I, I stumbled across their website the other day. I'm trying to think of the name of the show, and, and but it was um, they've done it deliberately and actually yeah. made cartoons out of it. It's pretty damn funny. Preston, we have something. It says uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson answers bizarre question. Is that it? By Probably any chance? not, because it's not really bizarre. But okay. let's listen to it and see what it is. If evil aliens did no. steal the sun, <laughs> we would not know about it for eight minutes and twenty seconds. At which point, we would plunge into a cold dark and be cast to interstellar space, <laughs> homeless and adrift forever. <laughs> <laughs> Have a nice day. <laughs> He's fun to follow on social media, too. He he takes uh, pop culture stuff and then adds some science twists to him. Oh, he, he is a big nerd when it comes to that stuff, and that's what makes it so much fun because, I mean, and we'd asked Eric Pitts the question, you know, what which... Is it a chicken and an egg thing when you talk about are scientists spurred on by what they see in science fiction or how does it work? Because yeah. both feed each other. By the way, he, Derek Pitts and he both have this same like delivery. Same, same. Uh, it's it's very clear, yeah. concise, excited, excited. Yeah, uh, this this uh, tone in their voice. They're great. It's just fantastic. I'm surprised Derek is not. Why aren't they a, palling around? A media personality yeah. and and is on some shows as well because he, he actually has been. He so if you watch. He, Okay. If you watch, like, on, uh, I've seen him on uh, History and some of the uh, Ancient Aliens things. And, uh, and yeah, they, they'll you, they'll go to him. He's, he's You know who loves Derek Pitts is uh, Mike Jarek. He's a huge yeah, fan. Yeah, yeah so, uh, yeah, they'll have him on Fox 29 quite a bit. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play this... Uh I'm going to play this clip for you. It's, it's pretty awesome yeah. of uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Here we go. The most astounding fact... The most astounding fact... Is the knowledge... That the atoms that comprise life on earth the atoms that make up the human body are traceable to the crucibles that cooked light elements into heavy elements in their core under extreme temperatures and pressures these stars the high mass ones among them went unstable in their later years they collapsed and then exploded scattering their enriched guts across the galaxy. Guts made of carbon, nitrogen, oxygen, and all the fundamental ingredients of life itself. These ingredients become part of gas clouds that condense, collapse, form the next generation of solar systems, stars with orbiting planets. And those planets now have the ingredients for life itself. So that when I look up at the night sky, and I know that, yes, we are part of this universe, we are in this universe, but perhaps more important than both of those facts is that the universe is in us. That we're all made up of that stuff, Yeah, essentially, is, is what he says. So What? It's the same Shut up. in those tig old biddies. <laughs> Why? Same matter. Uh, Lordy Mama. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
My cousin taught me that years ago. Well, taught me that. She used to do it to all of us. She just, somebody went to like an in-depth yeah. explanation something of something deep. that she wanted nothing to do with. She was pissed off to be even in the conversation. And when they were finished, she would just go, what? <laughs> <laughs> we would bust out laughing and just, you know, annoy whoever was trying to explain something what? nice to her. No, nah, it's cool. It's cool to think that, that you know, that's and that at the base core, that's what he, we're all connected to the universe. Yeah. The universe is full of stars. All right, uh, we need to take a break. Yeah, we do. So make sure you stay with. Kristen and Steve. On 93.3 WMMR. The U.S. Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Earn great pay with outstanding federal benefits and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. Learn more online at cbp.gov slash career slash USBP.